Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Welcome to the Uncooperative Radio Show with Brian Bonner. The finest uncooperative conservative radio on the net. Kicking down the walls. Blowing away the smoke screens. You cockroaches, and you know who you are. You can run, but you can't hide. Brian Bonner stands for truth, justice, and the American way. Enemies of America, foreign and domestic, consider yourself on notice. Uncooperative Radio is coming for you. The Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You're listening to UncooperativeRadio.com. And we have my lovely wife and producer, Susan. Hello, Susan. Hello, American Patriots. All right, so what are we talking about this evening? It's another wonderful day in the neighborhood under my president, Donald J. Trump. Yay. Why? Just because the progs are screaming. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're all a flutter. <laughs> They're all, no, or I should say they're all a Twitter. They're not a Twitter. Get it? I understand that, but they're all a violent. That's what they're all, uh, well, a violent. They're not all violent, but there sure is enough of them, isn't there? Yep. We just had a, a riot. And just like all progressives, they're cowards. They're really good in big groups. They just had a riot at Berkeley. Yeah, sure, because there's, what, 50, 100 of them? They feel really bold then. Get them alone. They're I know. Cowards. So anyway, on that vein, we start the show with the Pledge of Allegiance. We'll tell you the real story of the Statue of Liberty because Schumer had to cry. This one had to cry. The other one had to cry. Everyone had to cry. And the Statue of Liberty is all crying too. Uh, no, she really isn't. She never has. She never will be. She does not stand for what the progs say. It is a complete and utter lie and fabrication from each little tiny piece of stoneware that was put on her and the story behind her. So, and we will tell you the, the United States has always had a special relationship with the Jewish people and we're going to connect the two. Followed by our military heroes, what's up with our schools, and this day in history if we get to it. Okay. Somehow I doubt it. Oh, Okay. Patriots, hand of a heart, face the flag. You don't have a flag, get a flag. <clears throat> I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and to the republic for which it stands, one nation, under God, indivisible, with liberty and justice for all. And before you move ahead, again, I want to say thank you very much, Al Gore, for our global warming. Brian had to go out and plow with the ATV in the plow, our driveway, and uh, 
It was driveway. It's, it's like a mile long. I know. I know. But uh, what else? Oh yes, um, we're finally above zero. Last night was negative twenty five in Butte. You mean at night? At night. We've been above zero during the day. What? Like yesterday it was five degrees. It's above zero. <laughs> I'm sorry. When five degrees feels warm. <laughs> when your high is, remember high of negative fifteen. Remember that year. <clears throat> Low of negative thirty five forty. Global warming. Yeah, blowing snow tonight. It's just great. I gotta go plow some more. And we have a, still have a sick chicken. She's in isolation. I don't know if... Oh, we haven't been on the show since the weasel was here. No, we haven't. Yes. All the the sick, wonderful... All the sick chicken, I don't think. No, we've talked about the sick, her being um, unable to walk injured. correctly, injured, and we don't know how. Well... Yeah, we had enough of it after she could... She just lay in the snow and uh, the damn... Black-tailed weasel. Came back again this year. It was here last year. Never came back after I chased it around after it was hanging off my rooster. I come back out, chickens are screaming, chicken, all hex breaking loose. I'm trying to figure out what's going on. There's the crazy chicken rooster going, and I'm like, what, what? And he's walking away, and, he, and I couldn't tell. It looked like he was limping, and then I saw something, and I'm like, what's that? And I look closer, and then it moved its back feet because it was tearing out its feathers. And uh, so I hit it with a stick, chased it away, got it away from the rooster, made sure the rooster's okay. I, all of a sudden, I hear another scream. I come go running across the yard to the other side where it's got a hen. Now I got to unget him off of the hen. I got there quick enough that that hen didn't get injured. Uh, after I, I stomped on him, that time he left. Hopefully, never to return again. It's a little thing, but it, it goes for the it goes for a vein, usually the neck. It sucks the blood at the end, like a vampire. Like Chuck Schumer. This one had to, <laughs> this one figured out a new gig though. This one was going underneath, <laughs> underneath where the leg is, on the belly rather than going through the neck. He it was the same spot. Both chickens, right under, right underneath the right leg. Wing. No leg. Oh, the leg. Right. Yeah, I was. <laughs> I was getting dressed because... I'm screaming. The thing's paying no attention <laughs> to my noise. I had to literally hit it with a stick. Good. To get its attention. Well, that was the first thing that somebody and said to me. another rodent. It's about the size... It's like it's like a big mouse. <laughs> a big, long mouse. You know, it, I can't explain it. It's a little thing. Cuter than hell. Everything but that nothing up but here... A, nothing but a problem. Absolutely everything that's up here is absolutely adorable. All the rodents are cute, yeah. Or, or man, majestic or whatever. And they're all nasty. And destructive. Even the mice here are so cute. The mice, rats are cute. A lot of people think mice are cute, but rat, the rats here are cute. The Pack rat are is cute. so cute. <laughs> the weasels, so cute. They're so nasty. <laughs> Little cute things. Yeah, I see that thing again. We're going to have to take out the trap, and I'm going to figure out what kind of bait to put it. Maybe you should ask somebody on Twitter. Maybe I should. Because we need to, we need to get that thing. That was the, the first trap thing we have, my... though. It's for a bigger, it's for a bigger animal than it. it. No, it actually showed it showed a ferret on the box. I can show it to you. Ferret's bigger. And it showed a rat. Bigger. And it showed a weasel. Didn't show a weasel. Because the weasels and the not our weasel, not the black, not the black-tailed weasel. Anyway, which by so, the way, this time of year is all white except at the tip of its tail. Yes, you can't see it. It is extremely camouflaged. It's so it's fast. Holy smoke! 
That thing's like lightning. Yeah, and it's so light, it just goes over the snow. It does. It just <laughs> hardly makes any tracks it just at goes, all. Like over and the he snow. moves so fast that it kind of makes like long, like long, just long marks. It's tracks. not even, no, no, there's no feet. There's no tracks. <laughs> it just makes like a, a, a long spot where the snow's like missing. So anyway, the injured and then chicken. Is, then there's nothing until there's another spot. I, he he kind of leaps when the, he runs. The injured chicken is more injured, and we have her in isolation. Yes, and crazy chicken looking better today. He's not limping, and it figures he just got all his feathers back, and then this thing goes tearing him out. Well, not only that, he probably had you know flashbacks. He probably oh, yeah. has. Uh, <laughs> he probably has post traumatic stress. stress. Uh. Yes, because when he lived with our neighbors, uh, all of the roosters were gone. She had five roosters. Now she has one chicken. <laughs> now she has one chicken. She had five roosters, and they were just tearing the heck out of him. He's a real, he's a rescued chicken. Yeah, yeah. There was like no feathers on him. He was he looked like a weird, sad prehistoric animal. Yep. So I mean, this probably just brought back all those memories. <laughs> yeah, he's not he's not happy. He's got a chicken, but at least he's got somebody to come out and save him. <laughs> That's true. Okay, so from the horrible weasel to more weasels that are telling a terrible tale about our Statue of Liberty has nothing to I do... I always said she would look like a weasel. She has an absolutely... The Statue of Liberty has absolutely nothing to do with what these communists the are saying. the black-tailed cute weasel, the ugly weasel he got back <laughs> east. That, that weasel. They're still nasty. I don't care if they're cute. Yeah, but they got to be ugly. See, if you look at the face of the irregular weasel, not the, not the one we have, they're bigger, first of all. If you look at Schubert's face, he's always looking over his glasses, notice. Always looking over his Look at his like face. Like Mr. Burns. Yeah, look at his face. He look, when he smiles, it looks just like a weasel. Wonder why that is? He is a weasel. Anyway, what's the real story behind the Statue of Liberty? I'm sure you've all heard all much things we're going to tell you about it, including the pedestal and the myth behind that. That even I believed for a long time, because why would I look it up? It was like, why would someone lie about a poet? Remember, it's supposed to be, it was a young, black, communist, progressive, whatever you want to call her, poet. Turns out, she's a white Jewish woman. Rich. And was very wealthy, yes. And she didn't, she wouldn't have wanted it used that way because it was, well, we'll get to it, right? Yep. All right. We have to get to it because... You have been lied to, and every time I do history, Brian, I either cry or I'm angry because I have been robbed. We have all been When you're robbed. done with this, you're going to want that chiseled off the, the bottom of that statue. All right, first uh, brief history. What's O-Ranger? It's a, a site for um, the rangers of the United States. That do the parks, the park rangers. Park rangers? Yeah. That's a, you can't just say ranger because there's, there's Texas, Texas rangers. rangers. Right, I know. And there's rangers in the services, aren't there? There's yes. Ra- yes. Well, this is park rangers, but and it's called oranger.com. Yes. Um, recon rangers are the second step up from just a plain infantryman. You have infantrymen, then you fir- first if you go get your wings. In other words, you go do airborne. Once you're airborne, if you still feel like going into more crazy stuff, then you go to Recon Rangers. After Recon Rangers, one of when you're older, if you're smart enough, maybe one percent will make special forces. Well, we're going to talk Which about Which is not a young military. man's team, by the way. And old man's team. I'm glad you brought it up because we are going to talk about our military heroes tonight. Good. 
So anyway, yeah, this is the Ranger site. And ladies and gentlemen, I went to a lot of different sites. I pieced this together. We've done this before. I've pieced this together many, many years ago. But I, since then, I found out new information. But when I did go to see the history, it is so entrenched within the progs that it's – and my girlfriend's a really good researcher. She, I challenged her. She's awesome. She does the research for the Women of the Revolution that we do together. She's like you. She's like a dog with a bone. <laughs> she just goes and goes and goes and gets deeper and deeper and deeper and deeper into stuff. She's like, oh, my God, you're right. I said, yep. This is so entrenched in progs. I had to – and she helped me with it as well. I had to piece together from different places – what made sense and what didn't because there's so many mis so much misinformation about this. I swear I did a post about it one time on the blog. I put it on the blog. I I did once upon a time too. Yeah, and I I re put it on the blog, and I'm going to be doing it again. Okay. So if it's really weird sites, ladies and gentlemen, trust me, I did my due diligence to find the truth. Okie dokie. I'll know if I'll know if any part of it's a lie. America probably could not have won its freedom from the British during American Revolution without the help of the French. No, they couldn't have, period. The British fleet would have destroyed us, decimated us. We had no we had no fleet. They had some pretty good generals working with us as well. Well from the French generals. First the first guy would wouldn't listen to reason no matter how Oh they time, fired him. How many France. times they said you need more ships? He went back to France, France fired him. You can wait until <laughs> I'm done telling everybody what he said before you t- before you start doing something to him. <laughs> What's so funny? Because <laughs> I, I think of cut Trump. Cut me off in mid-sentence Now again. because I'm thinking of Trump firing everybody. <laughs> it's wonderful. Well, good. So obviously what I was going to say is not worth listening to. <clears throat> France provided arms, ships, money, and men to the American colonies. Some Frenchmen, most notably the Marquis de Lafayette, a close friend of George Washington, even became high-ranking officers in the American army. It was an alliance of respect and friendship that the French would not forget. Almost a hundred years later, in 1865, after the end of the American Civil War, several French intellectuals who were opposed to the oppression, oppressive regime of Napoleon III were at a small dinner party. They discussed... That shouldn't be a separate sentence. They discussed their admiration for America's success in establishing a democratic government and abolishing, so they would never have said establishing a democratic government because it's not a democratic government. It is now, but it's not supposed to be. It's supposed to be a republic. And it even says in the Constitution, I guarantee you a republican form of government. We were guaranteed. It's right in the Constitution. Read it. You don't even have to know anything about it to find out. Just read it. That part's easy. Plain English. Not all of it, though. And the dinner... Uh, anyway, uh, in establishing the Democratic government and abolishing slavery at the end of the Civil War, the dinner was hosted by Edouard René Lafeva de La Bollet. La Bollet was a scholar, jurist, abolitionist, and a leader of the quote-unquote liberals. The political group dedicated to establishing a French Republican government. During the evening, talk turned to the close historic ties and love of liberty the two nations shared. Laboulet noted that there was a genuine flow of sympathy between the two nations, 
and he called France and America the two sisters. Quite different than today, huh? That's UK, UK and America. As he continued speaking, reflecting on the centennial of American independence only 11 years in the future, Labelle commented, Wouldn't it be wonderful if people in France gave the United States a great monument as a lasting memorial to independence and thereby showed that the French government was also dedicated to the idea of human liberty? Labelle's question struck a responsive chord in one of his guests, Frederick Auguste Bartholdi, a successful 31-year-old sculptor from Colmar, a town in the eastern province of Alsace, France. Years later, recalling the dinner, Bartholdi wrote that Labolet's idea interested me so deeply that it remained fixed in my memory. So was sown the seed of inspiration that would become the Statue of Liberty. And it was about liberty, right? Of course it was. It's called the Statue of Liberty. No, that's not what the progs are calling it now. <laughs> they're not even calling Lady it Lady Liberty is what they call it. Well, and they're putting in some of this mis- misinformation. They're calling her the other name that they were going to call her. There was no other name. Yeah, there was one other name. You'll get to it. You'll get to it. And they're wrong. And they're, of course they're bringing all this up. I know what you're talking I know what you're referring to. <clears throat> Here's more from... Parade. The Statue of Liberty was not a gift from France to America. We've all heard the shorthand that implies that the statue was ex- was exchanged government to government. In fact, Frederick Auguste Bartholdi, a mid-career statue maker, decided to pitch a country he had never visited before on his vision to build a massive lighthouse in the shape of a woman. Now, think about that, Brian. Everyone's talking about white male privilege, right? Everyone's what about talking, white female privilege? Uh, everyone's talking about women, women's rights, and women are, are discriminated against. Men have loved... Everybody's... It, they, all they do is create victims. Everybody's a victim. Oh, my God. You should be ashamed of yourself, homosexuals and LBGTQ, etc. You, you have no... Nothing. I mean, you, you just have... You have if he was, if these people were so misogynistic, why would they want this big statue in the form of a woman? If they weren't paying tribute oh, yeah. to women, because that's being, oh, what are you talking about? She's, that's being misogynistic. He's a man making a woman into a statue. Yes, because he's admiring women. No, that's not what's happening. There's a reason it's a woman. Yeah, you know what they said in Prague land. No, they're wrong. Whatever they say, proclaim, they're wrong. She's, they, they don't know history. They, they make up history. She's the symbol of the woman. Go- she's the symbol of the, the goddess. She's a symbol no. of a mother. No. A mother. No. We'll tell you. No. Much more <laughs> the, complicated, by the way. And, and the, the this size. This Statue of Liberty is a simple thing. You can get a picture of a, look it up. Get a picture of it up as we go over this. So you can see in the picture what we're talking about. Yes. These progs, they're insane. She's a symbol no kidding. of motherhood. It's, progressivism is I'm a like, mental disorder. Everybody knows no, that. No, she's not a symbol of motherhood. No, she's not a symbol of motherhood either. <laughs> Good Lord. In his diaries and letters, he described his journey to all corners of America, from Niagara Falls to Washington, D.C., from Chicago to Los Angeles, to explore this exotic land and drum up support. By we- the way, if you hear some crashing and banging going on, 
That's the ice falling out the outside of the bus. We did that. We went from sea to shining sea. <laughs> I think we covered more. Oh, we did, because we went into Canada and we went into Alaska. We didn't go into Canada. We completely crossed Lost Canada. Canada. <laughs> I went to Alaska. Every place but Quebec. Not interested. The French are bad enough when they're in France. I don't need to, I don't need to deal with French Canadians. All right. Where was I? From Washington, no, 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 from Chicago, Los Angeles, blah, blah, blah. When no significant government funding emerged, he contrived every possible fundraising strategy himself. Not relying on the government. He put, he tried to help. He put on spectacles of wonder in Paris, charged visitors admission to watch the statue's construction in a dusty workshop sold souvenirs, and petitioned the French government to let him run a national lottery. In the end, it was Joseph Pelletier. Pulitzer. Pulitzer. I know. He's I, American. I like to go Pulitzer. I, I, don't tell me he's an American. The Pulitzer Prize is such a, it's just it's just. Yeah, but he wasn't, Joe, he wasn't this man. That, yeah, I know. You know that. what I'm saying? I'm sorry. The Prague's took it over, just I, like they I, took I, over I, the dictionary. Just like they've taken over everything. What are you talking Anyway, uh, 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 Pulitzer, the American newspaper magnate who helped him finish the job by printing the names of every person who donated even a penny to the cause. Is that brilliant? <laughs> that is brilliant. That's when we were entrepreneurs, Brian. We had good ideas. This is a Frenchman. No, this is Pulitzer. He's an American. Well, I mean, he's the one that made it happen, though. He's the one that convinced Pulitzer. He's been he's pitching this thing. Come on. Yeah, he was. I'm going to give all this to yeah. Pulitzer. He's, try, he's, he's letting people, charging him to watch yep. him do it. I mean, charging to have their names printed on. I know, I know. He was really dedicated, Yeah, huh? if, uh, Pulitzer just had money, you know. So could you imagine what this poor, what all of these poor, these people that helped our heritage and the founding fathers, what they would think of what was going on in Berkeley yesterday? We already know Berkeley happened in the 60s. We know what they thought then. I mean, these men and women of our ancestors were not these friggin' porcelain dolls. Ever. you got to be kidding me. Much more so than any other country in the world. But at where we were closest to our creation, we were the most independent. Totally, totally independent people. Whether they be male or female. Yep. But this is, it's pretty interesting what happens in response to Pulitzer's getting on board. In the end, it was Pulitzer, the American newspaper magnet, uh, blah, 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 blah. The strategy rapidly boosted the circulation of Pulitzer's newspaper when readers bought a copy simply to see their names in paper. A brilliant marketing strategy. It was pretty cool. Very cool. It, it, pers- again, yep. it was personal interests, yep. his own interests, to benefit himself, also benefited getting the Statue of Liberty built. That's a free market. That's when we had them. We don't have a free market. We don't have a free market in over 100 years. Way over 100 years. Don't get me started on nonsense calling every, all these company, all these countries. Cap, Europe is a capitalist country. Are you out of your minds? There's European socialists. Everybody knows that. Even the Prague's. We're... We're American socialists now. Congratulations. Hopefully that changes under Trump. Well, he's going to have to, like you said, 
<laughs> he will likely do more to hurt my life than help it, and I don't care as long as he makes America great again. Well, the other thing that you were talking before we get into the symbols uh, about his presidency, and we'll discuss it more during the show as we bring up the military, he's got a tough... Road to hoe. He just really does. There is not only people against him, the progs, but even the ones that are still there left over from all the other prog administrations. They're all against him. They are not going to go silent into the night, <laughs> as we have seen. I, I told everybody before the election was even started, no matter which one won, there was going to be riots and protests. But if Trump wins, they'll be worse because they'll be progressives. And progressives are always violent and destructive and have no respect for anybody's private property. That's why when they're done, there's litter everywhere. When conservative marches are done, there's nothing. It's cleaner than when they came. That's the difference right there between the two. One is being a normal human being, conservative, and one is being a crazy left-wing kook. And that's, you know, left-wing liberal progressive socialist commie fascist bastards. Well, and... I know, I don't say it as much as I used to. I, I like to just shock people with it. But there's no one stopping them. There's just people egging them on. What do you want me to do? Look, if you're going to go into a progressive city, they're not going to stop you. You go into a conservative city, they will. Well, I know. In no permit, no march. I know that they uh, won in court in the Dakota for the uh, protesters. They have to pay. They have to pay for their mess that they made. <laughs> they did. They won that in court. <laughs> court said, yeah, you're going to have to pay for it. <laughs> yeah, because they do make a mess because they have no respect for anybody else's private property at all. Oh, that's what I pay taxes for. I'm not going to pick it up. So I pay taxes for. Yeah, but you're... I'm not going to help that homeless guy. That's what I pay taxes yeah, for. But these people... I'm not going to feed that starving family. That's what the. This is their mantra. I hear it I, every time I confront them. That's why I pay taxes. My God, don't they sound like Ebenezer Scrooge? Is there no workplaces? Workhouses. Workhouses. Sorry. <laughs> okay, before we get into the symbols. All right, we're going to go to break. It's your cooperative radio show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. And now from Hasbrola Toys, just in time for Ramadan, the good and peaceful people at Wacky.com and Hasbrola bring you... The Jihad Joe action figure. Pull his string and he shouts Allah Akbar and kill the infidels. Pull it again and Jihad begins to sweat profusely and screams, Everyone back up or I will blow myself up. On the third pull, Jihad Joe shouts, I am serious. On the fourth and final pull, Jihad Joe begins to say something we cannot quite make out before exploding in a dazzling and immensely gratifying display of holy fire and smoke. For added fun, dress Jihad in a burqa before detonation. Get your Jihad Joe today. Supplies are limited, and once they are gone... Thank Allah they are gone. Coming soon, Burqa Barbie. 
Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you are struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details. Not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 
800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Back to the Aquabit Radio Show, our half of one. Where were we? Ah, uh, the Statue of Liberty. All right, what are the symbols of the Statue of Liberty? This, believe it or not, is from Yahoo. Uh, I'm sure, there, it has to be something else on there. Yahoo News, Yahoo, whatever. It was Yahoo Answers. And that's what you put down. All right. The torch. The torch is the strongest symbol that Bartholdi incorporated into the statue. In fact, the statue's real name reflects its true meaning. Liberty enlightening the world. That, that is the name of the Statue of Liberty. That's his name for the Statue of Liberty. Liberty right. enlightening the world. We just covered that. I, but I have to say it over and over again because these prongs have called her so many different things. They're progs. The crown. The statue wears a crown with seven spikes. This represents the seven seas and seven continents of the world, reinforcing the universal concept of liberty. Remember, this is during the Enlightenment period, uh, is where we created the United States of America. And this is after the Civil War, the United States Civil War. Right. We already covered that in the beginning. Um, The tablet. Of course, this is an easy one. The statue holds a tablet in her left hand. It is a book of law based on the founding principles of this nation, a nation based on law. Not anymore. The writing on the tablet, the statue's tablet. Oh, by the way, the tablet is actually representative of the Ten Commandments. That's why it was a tablet. This was one of the last changes uh, that Bartholdi made to his statue. It was originally left blank. Bartholdi placed the date of America's independence on the tablet, July the 4th, 1776, in Roman numerals. They are in, oh yeah, here you go, Roman numerals, which are symbolic of law. No, they're not. They're Roman numerals. They're just, it's a different, it's just Roman numerals. What's that do a law? No. Ten Commandments. That's what, the, that's where the tablet idea came from. I, I've read it more, I've read more in depth on this, obviously. Um, windows of the crown, 25, represent the heaven's rays of light that shine over the seven seas and continents. Heaven's rays of light. Uh Uh-oh, separation of church and state. The shape of the tablet. Do you know what the tablet shape is called? It is a keystone. So it was, Yes. The same ones of the Ten Commandments. In architecture, a keystone is the stone which keeps the others together. Without it, everything would fall apart. The keystone of this nation is the fact that it is based on law. Without law, freedom and democracy would not prevail. 
We have the rule of man now, if you wonder why we are, liberty does not prevail. And if you don't think you have, if you think you have liberty, and you don't feel the government's taking anything away from you, then you're part of the problem. You don't even know what liberty is. Liberty isn't having the government pay for what your food, housing, clothing, etc., schooling, whatever. That's not freedom. That's not liberty. That's enslavement. Sandals, the Statue of Liberty, actually wears sandals. She is also not standing still. Even though the statue stands on a pedestal, she is actually walking ahead, moving forward. Not the way the Prague say it, because when they say moving forward, they're moving backwards. This is all, our country, our constitution, our laws, the, the Declaration of Independence, all created during the most interesting time in American in the world history. It is the time of enlightenment of the world to understand that individuals should have liberty. And government should not be oppressive to its people but serve its people as they seem fit. That's what the United States Constitution is all about. The goddess is lighting the path to freedom through peace, not violence. Her footwear also suggests her stature as a free person. Robe. The Statue of Liberty wears a free-flowing robe or stola which powerfully refers to the Roman influence of the goddess Libertas, which, goddess of liberty. Broken chains located at the statue's feet symbolize the freedom that Lady Liberty has. Oh, that was, you can't end a sentence there. It demonstrates that the statue is free from slavery and bondage. Shields. Richard Morris Hunt made some representations in his pedestal design as well. He placed shields on each side of the pedestal symbolizing the states of the Union. Granite brick. There are 13 layers of granite that compromise the body of the pedestal. The 13 colonies formed America in 1776. I want you to go and I want you to look this stuff up. Who is the goddess Libertas? Who is Bartholdi? What does it really mean? If you can find something better, more power to you. All right. History of the writing on pedestal of the Statue of Liberty from, of all places, WAPO. First, the entire poem. All right. Maybe we should take a break so I can go get a drink or something because this is not going to be a pleasant topic. Trust me, it just won't. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame, with conquering limbs astride from land to land. Here at our sea-washed, sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning, and her name Mother of Exiles. That's what they're using. Shh. No, they're not. Could you shut up and let me read the whole poem, please? That is not on the statue. No, 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 no. That's what the pros are saying now today. I don't really care what they're saying. Could I get through the poem, please? It's an awful No, there's no discussion until <laughs> okay. we're at the end of the poem. Oh, okay. You understand? Yep. Good. 
Now I got to start over. <laughs> Keep talking. This could take all night. Not like the brazen giant of Greek fame with a Colossus. With, remember the great work Colossus? That's what they're referring to. Uh, with conquering limbs astride from land to land, we're at our sea-washed sunset gates shall stand a mighty woman with a torch whose flame is the imprisoned lightning and her name mother of exiles. From her beacon hand glows worldwide welcome. Her mild eyes command the air-bridged harbor that Twin Cities frame. Keep ancient lands your storied pomp, cries she with silent lips. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free, the wretched refuge from your teeming shore. Send these homeless tempest tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. The year was 1883 when Emma Lazarus, a young high society New York poet, and the descendant of Jewish immigrants was asked for a favor. Now, that isn't even a good poem. It Actually, barely rhymes. <laughs> poems do not have to rhyme. I know they don't. And I happen to know that's that's a good poem. <laughs> I don't like it at all. I, it's and because I, they didn't write it easy for you to read the way it's intended. You, This is paragraph form. You have to form the stanza. Yes. They don't break it up right. I, I know, and I I've actually have studied this style of poetry because I have a book of poems. I just read, I write it. Poems. I just read it correctly. It worked great. You did. So there you go. We can move <laughs> on because it's just poetry. Who really cares? <laughs> hey, like, I don't care if it rhymes or not. No, it doesn't have to rhyme. I don't care. I might get my... I don't like haikus either. It's Half of them don't make any sense. They're, they're like Twitter for poetry. Go look up haiku. You noticed out of that entire poem, they only took one one or two lines from it. The Prague. That's because it was about Russian poor people. It wasn't wasn't about. Uh, it was never intended to be about the Statue of Liberty. It, she died before it was even erected, so well, or yeah. before they even chose her poem. Because of course they chose her poem, right? Because who the hell but a Prague would want that? Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses yearning to breathe free. Easy to control. Don't worry, government will feed you. Yay. That's that's what that's all about. The wretched re- refuge. <laughs> yeah. This is exactly the opposite of what our founding fathers did after the creating the nation. They sent ships with their refuge right back to right back where they came from, Europe. They didn't accept them. They would only accept immigrants who were gonna better the country. Not not just come over and say uh, what are you going to do when you get here? I don't know. I figured I'd go kick around, let, beg wait, a little. Let wait pe- for you to give me free stuff? Yeah, look, get free stuff, you know. Look, look Bartholdi. How do you say his name? Bartholdi. He didn't He didn't create her for this. Well, no. We're we get, just read it. We're, gonna, we're, we're getting to that, but I'm just pointing out what's going on. I mean, he had no... He, that wasn't his, his vision. His vision was to give a tribute to our liberty. And how we overcame everything. Not really. It was a statement to the world to follow us into liberty. To f- take the steps we took. But nobody listened. We are one of a kind nation in the world still today. He certainly didn't uh, want us to take in our homeless 
he wouldn't want any, of any part of this. <laughs> but as it turned out, all it was like, not poor, not black, rich, Jewish. White. Right. White privilege, Brian. Hey, she didn't get anything for this. They they just took it and used it. I know. It's later on. Because the, only, everything away. because the only people that read her crap was Prague's. You know, you know the beatniks. Before that, <laughs> oh, where was I? Uh, the conquer lives destroyed the land here. Suit wash. Okay, not like the brazen giant of Greek fame with conquering lives. Brian, you did this. The I second did. time you're going to read the poem, but it's somewhere in here. I stopped. No, no, oh, you went on. Tempest tossed but there. Then went there. Found it. It must have saved. Auto saved again. Okay, so this is Emma. Emma Lazarus. The, the Chucky Schumer. Chucky, Chucky Cheese Schumer. was crying. I named my, my daughter's middle name. is Emma. <laughs> Not everybody's name. Uh, Emma is named after this stupid poet. Oh, Nobody now, have ever heard of. Hey, now we have a new name for him. Chucky Cheese. Nah, he's too evil. Chucky e. Cheese Schumer. Chucky e. Cheese is fun. <laughs> he's not fun. It's not fun. He's pure evil. That guy, every time he speaks, I could tell. I could just feel it. I could see it in him. Anyway, where was I? Fundraising efforts were underway for a pedestal to hold the Statue of Liberty, an expansive gift from France that many Americans found especially uninspiring. The French had paid for construction of the monument, but its recipients were responsible for buying its base. This made out-of-towners scoff. But elite writers and authors in New York went to work anyway, soliciting help from people like the 34-year-old Lazarus to reach their monetary goal. Would she compose, they asked, a sonnet to be sold at auction alongside the writings of Mark Twain and Walt Whitman? Lazarus agreed begrudgingly, for she didn't write to order. <laughs> what the poet didn't know at the time, as a woman whose work as a poetess had been at times the subject of condensation. See, that's exact, and you didn't even read this before, and you knew that then nobody read her crack and crap. And she was she was haughty. I don't just write to order. Understood. <laughs> was that it? Would be her words, lyrical and poignant, that days, decades later, came to define the American vision of liberty. No, it doesn't define <laughs> the American. No, it doesn't. It defines the progressives' asinine view of it that wants to destroy mm -hmm. America, yep. fill it for stupid socialist poor people that expect the government to give them stuff for nothing. That's what that's about. Unfortunately, they twist everything in this country because they're evil. That's what it does. Progressivism is evil. Communism is evil. Socialism is evil. Islam is evil. Get it? Evil's on the march. I don't know. I think I said that a long time ago. Depending on what long means. Though raised in privilege... Lazarus had spent her life writing about anti-Semitism and ethnic prejudice, and in the 1880s became a fierce advocate for Jewish refugees fleeing massacre in Russia. The sonnet called The New Colossus reflected that conviction. Give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses, she imagined, the Statue of Liberty saying, 
yearning to breathe free. Okay, but what was no. it about? No, don't give us your your carpenters, your masons, your rich people, your entrepreneurs. Your engineers. Do not, no engineers back then. <laughs> Do not give us your tired masses. Just change it to, don't give me your tired, your poor, your huddled masses. Just put, just put change that two words and fix the whole thing. Well, again, it wasn't One about, word. it, was, it was about a specific people. It was about the Russian people that were persecuted the it, Russian Jews that were persecuted right. in Russia. Right. It was not about what these progs are saying. Uh, no, it is. She said right here, she imagined the Statue of Liberty saying. it was. She wrote it specifically for the for the Liberty, and you said she didn't. Yeah, but she was advocate for Jewish refugees fleeing a massacre in it, Russia. That was it. No, no, it said spent her life writing about no advocacy. What's became you? a no, fear. You don't put, there's no advocacy in the paragraph. It says became a fierce advocate for Jewish refugees fleeing massacre in Russia. That says it right there. Oh, I guess. Uh, but that's, see, I don't like it. The author just put something in there, told you what her motive was without having any idea what her motive was. Because she's dead. Again, I, I, I tune that stuff out. That's the author's opinion. That's not history. And when you read these things, you, if you want to do history, you've got to be able to tone the, the the opinion of the historian out of the project. Once you do that, it starts making sense. If you can follow the timeline, follow the dates, you can find the references, follow the references to the source that actually exists, then you know what you're hearing is valid. If no sources are given, then it's not valid at all. Okay, so this is the 1880s, right? This is like the progressive it movement. It says 1880s. This is the progressive movement in full swing. No, startup mode. It is startup mode? 1910. Tommy the Commie Woodrow Wilson put it in full swing. Not Teddy. Teddy Roosevelt was a progressive. He started the very first progressive party. In fact, there, except for the Democrats, there hasn't been another progressive party. The Bull Moose Party, look it up. If you if you think Theodore Roosevelt's all that, look it up. If you think he's he went up San Juan Hill, look it up. He no, didn't. he didn't. He didn't. <laughs> he went up something that was more of an incline. It wasn't a hill. Right. Uh, it was a different place. There was an attack on San Juan Hill. He wasn't part of it. Nope. He was in this completely other place that nobody knows about because there was really nobody there. <laughs> See, and that's just so sad. And that's a typical prog, inflating his resume. I led the charge up San Juan Hill. No, you didn't. You were nowhere near San Juan Hill. And by the way, it wasn't that hard to climb because they had Gatlin guns. Nobody knows this about, about the story of San Juan Hill. I looked it up. I studied it. The general, I forget his name, that was in charge, or might even be a colonel, um, uh, uh, what was going on. They had experimental Gatling guns the military had bought with them. And they were outnumbered. It was a steep hill, wide open field. It was just a kill a kill zone. And instead of being a kill zone for the enemy, the Gatling guns tore up where they were hiding behind, kept their heads down long enough for us to just storm the place. And they were just, they were just, it was just a mess by the time they got there. It was just complete chaos. You can imagine, he had numerous Gatling guns just, it was like having an army. Bigger than was there. 
And nobody gets that. The charge of Samuel Hill was not that difficult because of the Gatling gun. And I don't think anybody's even reported that they used Gatling guns during the Spanish-American War. But they did. Oh, well, historical fascists fall out of my head. Don't ask, don't ask me to find it. It's, it's hard to find, but when it comes up, it just comes up. Anyway, where were we? Uh, blah, blah, blah. <clears throat> you maybe go back up to what she said. At the time, her words were praised by other writers who said they gave a cold and disconnected statue a spirited purpose. The purpose of Lady Liberty was liberty. Might surprise you. Enlightenment, liberty, breaking free of the chains of slavery and government oppression. That's what the Statue of Liberty stands for. But the sonnet, and women in general, went unrecognized during the ceremony to dedicate Lady Liberty in 1886. And when Lazarus died a year later from cancer at age 38, it was not mentioned in her New York Times obituary either. Oh my God, we're so racist on this show. We're reporting history that the New York Times didn't even report. (laughs) Wasn't until 1903, two years after a friend found the new Colossus in a New York bookstore, and nearly two decades after Lazarus' untimely death, that the poet's stirring words were inscribed on a plaque and affixed to the inner wall of the statue's pedestal. Now, what did you just say about 1903? What did you just say about 1903? 1910, I said. 1910. So 1903, they're starting to get better at it. No, 1903 was a very eh time. This is is before the 1920s. They really destroyed the country in the early 1900s up to the 1920s. Uh, It gave, you know, numerous... Because they were, we were kicking progs out of office, like left and right, as as they popped up their little heads like whack-a-mole. <laughs> Did they really? Yeah. Well, you guess what? It's starting to happen again, isn't it? I hope history repeats itself in that way. So what was on the inner wall? It says, send these, the homeless, tempest-tossed to me. I lift my lamp beside the golden door. The year was 1883 when Emma Lazarus, a young, high-society New York poet, and the descendant of Jewish immigrants, was asked for a favor. Let me tell you why she was a poet. Because she was rich and she didn't have to go to work. So she didn't have to make money off her poetry. She could write whatever she wanted. She didn't need money. Those are often the worst artists ever. So, anyway, the New York poet and descendant of Jewish immigrants was asked for a favor. Fundraising efforts were underway for a pedestal to hold the Statue of Liberty, an expensive gift from France that many Americans found especially uninspiring. The French had paid for construction. We had a double tap again. Eh, blah, blah, blah. Made out of Thomas Scott, but elite writers. Uh, okay, this is different. But elite writers and authors in New York went to work anyway, soliciting help from people like the 34-year-old Lazarus to reach their monetary goal. Would she compose, they asked? We did this. Poetess, what happened here? I don't know. Give me a tired your house ceremony. Okay, I've, I've, I don't know why you have this, because I erased all this on my copy. I don't know why it came on yours. I really because don't. Because you didn't recopy okay, it to so the flash is, drive, that's why. That's why. That's exactly You know, if you work off the flash drive, you automatically save to the flash drive. It saves you having to worry about it. 
heartbreak. You got to go to break. Seven Co-op and Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be back with more. socialists. You will be assimilated. Your individual liberties, personal freedoms, and mental individuality will be added to our own. Resistance is futile. Okay, we have a little humor for you called You Might Be a Liberal. If you think Durka Durka Murtha Jihad is your hero, you might be a liberal. If you sit around all day thinking about ways of getting rid of President George W. Bush, you might be liberal. If your children are channel surfing on the television and they come across the Fox News channel and suddenly stand up and yell, Heil Hitler, uh, you might be liberal. If you think Rush Limbaugh is the Antichrist, you might be liberal. If you think the United Nations should rule the world, you might be liberal. If you feel that Bill Clinton was the best president in the history of the United States of America, you might be liberal. If you vote for a candidate because they are good-looking, you might be liberal. If you think Nancy Pelosi is brilliant, you might be liberal. If you base your life on the slogan, if it feels good, do it, you might be liberal. If you're waiting for utopia to begin, you might be liberal. If you believe there is no right or wrong, but it's a personal decision, man. You might be liberal. And lastly, if you name your children Moon Unit, Apple, or Seven, you might be liberal. Coming soon, John McCain and Lindsey Graham star in the tender sequel to Brokeback Mountain, Return to Saddlesore Canyon. You know, Lindsey, you spend a few days out on the campaign trail, away from all the other Republicans, with nothing but your horse, the press, and a few thousand sheep to lead. Well, it makes a man think different, feel different. You know what I mean? You want another back rub? Sure. Then we'll make s'mores. Uh, what should we do about evil? Uh, that's, that's a good question. Uh, 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 evil exists. We see it all the time. In the streets, Darfur, but not in Iraq at any time. We need to be humble and not have a spine. Defeat it. Let me just say, I am officially running for president of the United States. Could he actually win? No 
freaking way! Which Republican <laughs> candidate has the best chance of winning the general election? Donald Trump. There's not going to be a President Donald Trump. Trump will not be president. Trump will never be elected president of the United States. You're not going to be president. A all man right? who will never be president of the United States. Donald Trump is not going to be president of the United States. Take it to the bank. He will never be president. Donald Trump is not going to become president of the United States. She's at plus 19. Do you think the tapes made a difference? Of course! They made all the difference! This race is over. Hillary Clinton has raised more than double Donald Trump, vastly outspending him. The presidency at about 89% for Hillary Clinton. Uh, your analytical model has uh, never been wrong. Now projects Hillary Clinton to win presidential election. 100% chance. You still think she has 100% chance of winning the election? Mm. I do. And what would Donald Trump have to do to turn things around? Prayer and hope for a festivist miracle. <laughs> this is CNN's coverage of election night in America. The fight for the presidency. Because we don't care. Oh, okay, half Kentucky. Who cares? Kentucky, don't no, care about in Indiana. Don't care. Indiana, with it's West Virginia, Oklahoma, Tennessee, Mississippi, South Carolina, Alabama, Kansas, Nebraska, and Wyoming with its vote North Dakota and South Dakota, Texas, uh, up and down the middle of the country, all red. Arkansas, Louisiana, the state of Montana, Missouri. Yeah, it was at 80% an hour ago for Clinton. What is it now? 68%. Okay, uh, God damn it, I'm nervous. Ohio. Radio show, hour two. Ah, you're singing. You must feel better. Better than what? Then when you can't, don't want to sing. I guess I feel better than that. <laughs> I don't feel good. So. Did you hear the frogs? I am so proud to play that. Thank you for getting it for us, honey. You're welcome. Never Trump. <laughs> At the time, her words were praised by other writers. No, 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 no. You got to go down because we double tapped because I have a whole thing about her. You have to go down to. No, no, wait. this is the dedication. It refreshed again. No, you're, this is the end. There it is. So, so who was Emma? Okay. But you're right. This thing refreshes. I know. It goes back up. That goes to wherever the cursor is. That's annoying. See, now it's there. It wasn't until 1903, two years after a friend found the new Colossus in a New York bookstore, of which Lady Liberty is not the Colossus. Again, look how Colossus sprayed legs going through the loins of a of a giant man. It was it was about conquest, not liberty. You know, and when I read more, if the about Colossus was satisfactory, why would they build the Liberty? Exactly. And he didn't want that. He actually, he, when he was getting together with a bunch of people and they were giving him ideas, they had wanted to do that. They wanted to put a sword in her hand instead of the what looks like the Bible. No, it's not the Bible. It's the tablets. It's the tablets. But he, they wanted to Reminiscent put a sword. Reminiscent of the tablets of uh, the Ten Commandments. They wanted to put a shield where the, where the tablets are and a sword where the torch was. And no. he said no. 
No, I wouldn't do that. And he said no. That doesn't represent liberty. That represents war. war. And that's not what the United States was about. The United States of America didn't get tangled back then in other people's foreign entanglements. They didn't get dragged into wars in Europe intentionally. They were not about war. They were about liberty, peace, tranquility, liberty, allowing the people. Pursuit of happiness. Right. Pursuit of happiness. Private property rights. That's really what pursuit of happiness means. I know. I, I'm pursuit really of private ups- property rights. I'm really upset that they didn't. Put it's one that of the in. changes that, that I was didn't wrong. Like. It was wrong. The inalienable crossed out and unalienable put in its place was, was right. Proper. Right. By and that was done by Adams and uh, Benjamin Franklin. They changed that because inalienable does not mean the same as unalienable. Although if you look it up today, it does, and everybody tells you it does. And you used to be able to go online and get the 1820. Of, uh, oh, who's it? Uh, Noah Webster's Dictionary. Well, Merriam Webster discovered it online, took over the online project, and changed everything. Because I read it before they got a hold of it. Well, my- And there were two definitions, inalienable to unalienable. And now there's just one. They mean the same thing. Well, there you have it. That's what they do to you. They change words, change labels, yep. and, and mess you up because you want to judge a book by its cover. You don't want to have to do any work. Well, nobody knows that Noah Webster was one of our founding fathers. And Merriam Webster is a progressive piece of crap. All right, so where were we here? Um, it wasn't until 1932, two years after a friend found the new. Brian, col- that's the fourth time you've read. I the haven't same got thing. through the whole thing. Could you shut up and maybe I will? You said the new Colossus, and then you start explaining that it wasn't the new Colossus. The new Colossus is at the beginning of the paragraph. It's at the end. Walk away. <laughs> Goodbye. You have something to do. Go do it. <sighs> the poet's stirring words were inscribed on a plaque and a fixed to the inner wall of the statue's pedestal. Emma Lazarus, writer of Lazarus, the new Colossus. I don't mind it being double-tapped. I don't care. So who was Emma? Emma Lazarus was born into a large Sephardic Ashkenazi Jewish family. It's not that... Then you should have looked it up. Questioning... this is my producer. She put this together. She, she, You don't hear what she just asked me. What's a Sephardic Ashkenazi Jew? Well, Susan, you should have looked that up and put it in the show. The rest of us are going to have to look it up. I know what Sephardic Ashkenazi Jew means. I don't know how I can explain it. I just, I've just actually been around them. Uh, Jewish family, the fourth of seven children of Moses Lazarus, and Esther Nathan. The Lazarus family was from Germany, and the Nathan family was originally from Portugal and resident in New York long before the American Revolution. Lazarus's great-grandmother on her mother's side, Grace Sexus, S-E-I-X-A-S, Nathan, born in New York 1752, was also a poet. Notice we didn't say a rich poet. A successful poet. I do poetry sometimes. I don't get paid for it. I'm not going to get famous. I'm sorry, unless you're rich. You can't just decide to be a poet because you have to eat. Lazarus was also related through her mother to Benjamin N. Cardoza, 
Associate Justice of the U.S. Supreme Court. From an early age, she studied American and British literature, as well as several languages, including German, French, and Italian. Her writings attracted the attention of Ralph Waldo Emerson. She was a friend and admirer of the American political economist Henry George. She believed deeply in Georgist economic reforms and became active in the single tax movement for land value tax. She published a poem in New York Times named after George's most famous book, Progress and Poverty. Emma Lazarus wrote her own important poems and edited many adaptations of German poems, notably those of Johann Wolfgang von Goethe and Henrik Hein. She also wrote a novel and two plays in five acts, The Spagnoletto, a tragic verse drama about the titular figure of the Dance of Death, a dramatization of a German short story about the burning of Jews in Nordhausen during the Black Death. She began to be more interested in her Jewish ancestry after reading the George Eliot novel Daniel Deronda. And as she heard of the Russian programs that followed the assassination of Tsar Alexander II in 1881, as a result of his anti-Semitic violence, thousands of destitute Ashkenazi Jews emigrated from the Russian Pale of Settlement to New York, leading Lazarus to write articles on the subject, as well as the Book of Songs of Semite, 1882. Lazarus began at this point to advocate on behalf of indigent Jewish refugees. She helped establish the Hebrew Technical Institute in New York to provide vocational training to assist destitute Jewish immigrants to become self-supporting. She is the best known for the sonnet, The, Coloss- the New Colossus. Its lines appear on a bronze plaque in the pedestal of the Statue of Liberty placed in 1903. The sonnet was written in 1883 and donated to an auction, conducted by the Art Loan Fund Exhibition in aid of the Bartholdi Pedestal Fund for the Statue of Liberty in order to raise funds to build the pedestal. Lazarus's close friend Rose Hawthorne Lathrop was inspired by the New Colossus to found the Dominican Sisters of Hawthorne. Lazarus is also known for her 16-part cycle poem, Epochs. Lazarus began to be more interested in her Jewish ancestry after reading the George Eliot novel Daniel Deronda. Did we read that? And as she heard of the Russian programs, it says pogroms, that followed the assassination of Tsar Alexander II, as a result of this anti-Semitic violence, thousands of destitute. We just read this. Um, way too much double tapping going on. My, my uh, apologies. The end of this is what I said. The beginning was that Lazarus began at this point to advocate on behalf of indigent Jewish refugees. She helped establish the Hebrew Technical Institute in New York to provide vocational training to assist destitute Jewish immigrants to become self-supporting. And that's fine with private funding, not with federal dollars. Because that would be unconstitutional. You 
can't favor one group of people over another. That's rule one of a rule of law. But we don't have that. We have the rule of man, exactly what was unintended. And you're living through why it was unintended and how you have just got the tip of the iceberg. You have no idea what kind of bullet you just dodged. Not having Hitler, Rotten Clinton as president of the United States. I don't care who else he put in there. No, that woman would continue the destruction of the United States of America because it's always been her goal. All right, we're on to America's unique relationship with the Jews. From World Net Daily. After seven centuries of Islamic occupation, which included episodes of forced conversion and massacres, Ferdinand and Isabella drove the last of the Muslims out of Spain in 1492. The same year they sent Columbus on his voyage to find a new route to India and China. You did hear I said they drove the last of the Muslims out of Spain in 1492, right? That's the Crusades, and the, this is the Inquisition, which they just said was the Inquisition. That's what it was about. Under the pretense that some Muslims stayed, posing as Jews, to possibly attempt a coup, King Ferdinand decided to order all Jews to convert or leave, thus ending one of the largest and most prosperous Sephardic Jewish communities in the world. Later, in regret of this, on December thirteenth, 2016, King Philippe VI of Spain addressed the Conference of European Rabbis. Our European identity cannot be understood nor complete without taking into account the decisive contribution of the Jews, who have lived in the continent since the dawn of history. Now, as it did then, Europe needs the invaluable contribution of its Jewish communities because we need to be honest and respectful of both our common Judeo-Christian values and origins. Esteemed rabbis, I welcome you to Spain, an open and tolerant country in which respect for diversity is a defining characteristic. What? No wonder Spain never got anywhere. Well, we are also filled with pride by Spain's active and flourishing Jewish community, whose rites, liturgy, renowned surnames, ballads, proverbs, and seasonings should never have allowed to be lost. That you could lose their seasonings. They had the worst they have the worst food on the planet. Okay, the reason that we're doing this, besides everybody lying about the Statue of Liberty, she would be Emma would be appalled that they were holding up her poem in protests to bring Muslims into our country. They're holding up her poem to bring Muslims into our country. No. She was a Jew. Not a million. Well, she was a stupid Jew. She was a progressive New York Jew. Rich, progressive New York Jew. That's why they can write stupid poems all day long, because they don't have to make money off them to eat. And they often fall into traps of populist causes like she did. She's well, an she... American, not a Jew. She's an American first. She did not see that, and many Jews don't, and that's a problem in America. Then there's the other Jews that think Jewish people are horrible, I guess, because they're always going against Judaism and what it requires to appease whomever. 
But she would have never condoned these protesters for bringing Muslims into this country in a million years. I don't know what she thought of Muslims. She was a progressive. They're idiots. They don't know anything. They think they know everything, but they know little bits of crap shoved in their head by people they should never have listened to because they're idiots. Progressivism is for idiots. I'm sorry. Anybody that works in the in the direction of their own enslavement is a idiot. Oh, did I call you progs an idiot yet again? I've debated you. You're pretty stupid. What? All oh, right. I forgot the phone number. All right. If you want to call in and debate, you cowardly progressives. You can call my show, 406-565-4189. No, I'm not giving you a 1-800 number. Everybody has got a cell phone with unlimited long distance. And if you don't, you're one of the idiot progs, which is like double idiot, which is, you know, like a like a double chocolate sundae. Anyway, again, 406-565-4189. Did you see what I did there? 406-565-4189. Don't feel a need to call this show but if you have something of interest please do if you want to add to it you want to debate call ahead call the show i uh by the way you must first understand that the constitution does not apply to me i'm not a government so you have no free anything the minute i'm tired of you you're gone so be entertaining or don't call we need a... I don't care what you call it. If you bore me, I'm going to get rid of you. Brian, we need a flush button. <laughs> you do. It's called hang up. No, I know, but I like the sound. <laughs> we need a toilet sound. <laughs> the toilet sound. That's what we need, a toilet sound. <laughs> Anybody out there got a toilet sound? It's hard to find. I've been, I have been. I looked for it for a very long time. Oh, my friend Deb is a has a plumbing business. I think she offered to give me a toilet sound. Yeah, we don't have a flushable toilet, so we can't do it. Yeah, I'll have. I'll yeah, talk do it. To, I'll I'll talk want, I want that that flush sound because every time someone calls, it's an idiot, and I hang up with them. I'm gonna hit that sound. No, it's good for the dumbass segment too. To interrupt whom? Me? No, no, I said it's good for the dumbass segment. We can flush people because they're dumbasses. No. No. I only want it for callers. Ah. By the time I'm done with whoever's an idiot with my verbal repartee, they are skewered. In 1992, after entering the... Come on, I did that on purpose, really? Uh, Entering the Ben Yaqob Synagogue in Madrid, the official welcome was marked by the words of my father, King Juan Carlos. Spanish Jews are in their homeland. Spain's efforts in recent years to return the country's Jewish culture to its rightful state are simply a duty in the name of justice. The Sephardim's unyielding love and loyalty towards Spain represents a powerful example who for five centuries stayed true to their heritage. In 1492, Columbus crossed the ocean blue. Some of the exiled Jews went to the Ottoman Empire, Turkey, if you want to know. Uh, yeah. Some went to Portugal, and some went to the Netherlands, which was Europe's center of religious toleration. Jews migrated to Holland's largest city of Amsterdam, which in 1600s became the wealthiest city in the world. Of course, the Dutch were the bankers of the world. That's why. 
But you know what this is showing also? These progs are like, oh, these poor refugees, these poor... The Jews were the first refugees from everywhere across the world. Oh my God, as well don't start. <laughs> They've been refugees for 5,000 years. And they were slaves, the first but slaves. By their own choice, they chose to constantly defy their covenant with God. And when you do that, God teaches you a lesson. And the Jews just don't get it. And you think I'm being hard on the Jews? You're wrong. I had the biggest high mucky muck rebbe in the world. Came from Russia. Asked me the asked me a question. I answered the same way. Why are the Jews persecuted throughout history? I, I said, you won't like the answer. He goes, no. Man, you feel free. You just say it. I said, all right. You keep breaking your covenant with God. Uh, this was in a very small, tiny apartment on a long table with like six other rabbis, right? Yeah. Red bees, Rebbe, not rabbis. Red bees. They're above rabbi. This was like the mucky muck of the world because they're here to, at the bris of the the lineage, the baby was a lineage of the priesthood, which when they restore the temple, they need the priesthood to restore the, the religion and the relationship with God in the temple. So this is very revered for them. And out of all these high mucky muck rebbies that he, he asked the question to, not one of them could answer correctly. He asked me, and I, I was like, man... This is going to go over like a lead balloon. <laughs> not good. I was sitting here just surrounded by Orthodox Jews. So he asked me, and I told him. And he said, you're right. Yep. And you had to see the other Rebbies. Huh? What? Huh? And they were from around the world, too. Right about that, I'm going, I think it's time for a shot. <laughs> oh, we were doing shots. We killed, I don't know how many bottles of scotch before we moved to vodka. Well, because they were And that's another thing they like me about me. I can hold my liquor. Like nobody can hold their liquor. Well, they had we had different types of liquor on the table. It was my girlfriend that I went to. No, no, we didn't there was for you people, but uh, up at the Rebbe's the Rebbe place, that was just scotch first and they ran scotch and went to vodka. We're doing shots of vodka. We we killed about four bottles. I don't know, five bottles. But uh, you know they do know how to party. They, these <laughs> Russian Jews really know how to party. They can drink um, without getting stupid. Me, I was just hammered, him. and so was the the head mucky muck at the head of the table. He was the you know he came, he's like the it the top, and uh, he, we just kept, he kept going shots. I'm like yeah shots. <laughs> Next shot. <laughs> what do you want to talk about now? And food. There was a lot of food. I don't know. I just remember a lot of alcohol. Yeah, it's not like partying with Popeye. I really wasn't eating that much. I was drinking a whole lot and talking a whole lot. I think they were trying to get me drunk. Not good. I got them all drunk. I didn't get drunk. I know. He's a different kind of Irishman. (laughs) Dev says there's two types. Yeah, those, again, those that swim in alcohol and those that drown in it. There are two types of people, too. It's not just Irishmen. Either swim in it or drown in it. If you swim in it, you can get away with it. Still going to cost you lots of money. But at least, you know, you're not going to be an alcoholic. But then there's the rest, unfortunately, that drown in it. Mm-hmm. All I got to say to them is when you start drowning, it's time to throw the bottle away. Yes, Brian and Brian is an interfaith minister because he has studied many religions. He's been around a lot of different people of different faiths. So it's not that he's just coming from what he's reading we've actually experienced it i had an orthodox jew girlfriend i went to school with for 
two years. And we were part of their family. We were invited to absolutely everything, every kind of festivity, because we lived, you know, pretty close. We only went to a couple of them because weddings. It, we went to were invited. Come on, to it weddings. was like seventy miles away one way. No, 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 no. That's when we lived in Queens. When I went to school. We lived in Queens. Yeah, but then I took the subway, so that was a real long way. Well, no, they. And then and I had to, they. Came, they, they lived came, in Queens too. No, and yeah, but completely. Come on, that's like saying I live on the other end of Rhode Island times two. I mean, we actually even went to weddings, <laughs> Jewish weddings. So. Love Jewish weddings. They had a party, man. That Jews do really hard party. They just do. And they drank in if you try to be low key, because like you know, I I I can like to be the center of attraction, but I I particularly try to be low key events like that, and they just drag you into it, man. Get up, you're getting up and dancing right now. They drag you on the floor. Mm-hmm. And every, that's funny, and though. And we go dancing in a circle. Lava, nagia, lava, nagia. You know what, though? That they're like the Italians, because half of my side's like the Italians, Italians too. party, too, but it's different. <laughs> it's weird, because when they party, it's all joy. It's it's about reveling in God and their community. and It's hard to explain. It's a little different than the Italians. Uh, I party with both of them at their weddings. Jews have the best weddings. Sorry. Yeah, and he's come from an Irish family. I almost converted to Judaism. Yep, you did. I just had certain problems I couldn't get past. And uh, there was, you know, I was a, I had my own professional contact rabbi to call. But, yeah, there was no getting around certain things that I was like, "Mm, I'm not going for that. Like for instance, I'd have to sleep on. I'd have to make my wife sleep on the floor during that time of the month, and it's cold on the floor. I'd have to set her up a special bed or something, heater. But why? Sorry, I've been covered in questionable people's blood. Uh, it doesn't bother me. I don't really get why it's like that. I mean. I'm sure it was tried to explain to me. I just didn't want to hear it because it's like, yeah, this is just something I'm not going to do. So I just decided I couldn't really be a Jew because it required all this other stuff I wouldn't do. Yeah, but then you became an inter... Well, I continued my studies and I eventually became an interfaith minister, but that was a lot of study of Judeo-Christian uh, religions to different denominations, etc. Even the Kabbalah in uh, Judaism. It... It's 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 a a learning experience, but I have such a background in it from my Roman Catholic monk times that I can kind of shift, I can kind of sift through the minutia and get to the core of what's really important about a faith. Uh, The rest of it to me is minutia that sits around it, that people put upon it, that isn't really part of the faith, but part of people trying to control people, politics and religion, that kind of thing. I can cut through that. I, I I know when that's happening. I called rabbis on it all the time. And I was backed up by other rabbis. <laughs> they come back at me. But, I mean, it was just... I think I back me. It was verbally or written. It wasn't like, you know, oh my God, I'm going to kill him. If it were Muslims, I'd be dead by now, all the conversations I've had with Jews. <laughs> but that could go to break. Shut radio show. You stay tuned, because we will be right back. <laughs> Thank you. 
Yes. Well, maybe you know what a zombie is. When a person dies and is buried, it seems there are certain voodoo priests who, who have the power to bring him back to life. Horrible. It's worse than horrible because a zombie has no will of his own. You see them sometimes walking around blindly with dead eyes, following orders, not knowing what they do, not caring. You mean like Democrats? What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. And you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the term lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Attention, users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober, and all it took was the one phone call. 
Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194 That's 800-917-2194 Okay, and welcome back to the Grubbin' Radio Show. Hour half of two. If you want to call into the show, and please don't think this is a request, because it's not, but if you think you have something to, to offer to the show, or you want to debate me on anything I had to say, well, then call 406-565-4189. If you just want to call and say, you're doing a great job, but love your show, please don't. Send me an email. Uh, it just It's a waste of airtime. I, like, uh, you know, I don't have time to take calls to begin with, but I'm willing to do it. If that's what my listeners want, but we'll know by the end of the month, if nobody calls, I can get rid of the whole option. All right. Oh, where were we? Uh, blah, blah, blah. Uh, yeah, go synagogue. No. 1992. Well, there we No, there it is. Netherlands, which was Europe's center of religious toleration, Jews migrated to Holland's largest city of Amsterdam, which in the 1600s became the wealthiest city in the world. From 1575 on, Holland's University of Leiden was a center of the study of Hebrew, Aramaic, and Syriac. Languages from the Jews... Aramaic, they all, they're also, it's complicated, but anyway, I don't want to go into that. And Syriac would be from Syria, of course, with a Jewish rabbi as professor. The pilgrims lived in Leiden before sailing to Massachusetts and identified themselves with the ancient Hebrew Republic. If you don't know, our Republic is actually laid out in Old Testament. You might want to look, if you're if you're someone who likes, you know, studying the Bible, you ought to look into that if you didn't already know that. Yes, it is. In 1657, Oliver Cromwell allowed Jews back to England, ending the banishment enacted by Edward I in 1290. 1290? Yep. That's a long time ago. Yes, and that's exactly what we bring up all the time. The Jewish people have been around forever. Five th- over 5,000 years of not Jewish the freaking, recording written history. Not the Muslims, people. Get over it. Muslims were 7th century AD. And, which means the 600 and after the birth of Jesus. And we're going to bring up all the time on this show that Muhammad borrowed a lot from the Jewish people. He didn't come up with this on his own. He, uh, all the structure of what he created was the Torah. He took the Torah and just started changing things. The Jewish people actually got their system from God. So it says. God gave the Ten Commandments to Moses. I know, and they would say, so they say. 
Mohammed didn't get crap. All I got to say is, well, if God didn't do it, Mohammed was often wise because those Ten Commandments are right on the money. You mean Moses. What did I say? Mohammed. Oh, Mohammed's an idiot. <laughs> His his old his old clan kicked him out. That's that, that's when he went with vagabonds and highwaymen. We're gonna have to bring out Rob. Rob really Spencer bad book. people and uh, gangs of robbers and looters. He got with them when he was kicked out and convinced them to follow him. And how he did that was he started with, I could tell you where to attack and get all kinds of riches, and all I ask is this in return. And that was his first start to being a crazy what to emperor to conquer emperor he had an unyielding desire to conquer everything hence his the religion he created states that islam will be the only religion left in the whole world when we're done that's their religion do you think you should welcome into your home then you're a moron that's the second question I want to ask these idiot protesters around the country. Are they going to take Muslims Look, into their own home? Susan, please. This is not a new idea. I hate it. I can't stand it because it was overdone during the whole illegal immigration debate. As I bring it up again. It was un- ineffectual for that. It's ineffectual for this. In New England, Puritans and Congregationalists had Hebrew taught in Harvard and Yale. Yale President Ezra Stiles identified the country as American Israel. That's right, because we're the new promised land after you people screwed up the Middle East. With the Dutch merchants, many Jews sailed settlements around the world, including to South America. Settling the city of Rasif, in Rasif, Jews built the first synagogue in the Americas, Kahal Zur Israel Synagogue. When Spain and Portugal attacked Rasif, the Jews fled again. 23 Jews sailed to Port Royal, Jamaica. Then, on the French ship St. Catherine, they arrived in the Dutch colony of New Amsterdam in 1654. That would be New York. Becoming the first Jews in North America. Dutch governor Peter Stuyvesant attempted to expel them, but they were allowed to stay, as the Dutch West India Company in Holland considered Spain and Portugal its main enemies, not Jews or other dissenters. And again, if you if you see what they what happened, France was a Catholic country. That's why they were always, and we've brought this up before, and I've, I've done it on the Women of the Revolution show constantly. We brought this up too much. But you notice that the Catholics had no problems with the Jews. They're only one step away from Judaism. Again, another The first point. religion, again. Founded by who? Who founded Christianity? Not Jesus. Jews. <laughs> Jesus was a Jew. His followers <laughs> were Jews. Everybody else in the story were Jews. It's Jewish history. They're all Jews. <laughs> I don't know why people can't get this. Some Christians get really offended when they you do. They do. They do. I'm sorry. Jesus was a Jew. And he was also a <laughs> rabbi. And he said, I come to add, not to change, but to add to, which means we're all supposed to be Jews with Jesus on top. Like a Sunday with a cherry on top, see? Are you craving ice cream? This is the second ice cream reference you've had tonight. 
No. Double fudge Sunday. Now you're saying this. <laughs> I'm just trying to make uh, parallels that people can understand. Making it palatable? No. I'm not trying to do anything funny like that. <laughs> it's a matter of speaking to people in a way they understand it. The Dutch were in a global contest with Spain and Portugal over possessions in Indonesia, India, Africa, and South America. And so they wanted to quickly populate the colony of New Netherlands for its defense and profitability. And yes, the settling of the New World was all about profits. Free markets. Business people. If not for free markets and business people at the time, the United States of America would never have been founded. Its whole purpose was to find a shorter route to the spices they want from the spice belt, if you will. They had another name for it. Uh, you know, the Southeast Asia. They, they expected to find India. Instead, they found South America, and he called everyone there Indians. And then the dictionary used to call any indigenous people Indians. And then, of course, the progressive left-wing lunatics have gotten in charge and have changed everything so that nothing makes any sense anymore. Uh, but you know what? You can History will make sense of it for you. You have to understand history. If you want an easy way to learn it, just go to my old educational project, The Patriots Pub. Please listen from episode one. It puts everything in context. If you miss the context, you miss the point of The Patriots Pub. You have to listen to every episode from one to the end. So please, if you got to do it at www.patriotspub.com. And let's see what else. I do. Oh, and the women of the revolution. But I, I suggest you start with the Patriots Pub and then go to the women's revolution because it's a nice augmentation. Um, to it and we and we don't we don't overlap in certain areas of importance so the pages pub would lead you to the end of what i was what i cared about talking about and then into the women of the revolution they don't care where you start it's not linear no so. it's about women that help contribute to the revolution of the united states of america Right, and you can find the Patriots Pub and the Women of Revolution and the Uncooperative Radio at uncooperativeradio.com. All three shows are there. One-stop shopping, all three shows. Two history shows, and then this show, which also covers history. Um, I guess it's like the Learning Channel. <laughs> but better and when more it, accurate. When it was more about learning and less about communism. <laughs> You know, uh, this is not, I'm not going to tell you anything. You're going to learn because you are learning, not I'm teaching you. I'm giving you the facts and I'm allowing you to think for yourselves. Actually, three of us are. All three of us laid out the facts, discussed it, and then you can make up your own minds about it. That's the cool thing about the Patriots Pub. We're not telling you what to think. We just giving you the factual information. You can make your own conclusions. You can do with it what you want. All right. Back to the Dutch West India Company. In 1663, the Dutch West India Company officials <clears throat> officially established the Dutch Reform Faith in New Amsterdam. Again, that's New York. 
but instructed Peter Stuyvesant to be lenient regarding Quakers and other sectarians. Immigration must be favored at so tender a stage of the country's existence. You may therefore shut your eyes, at least not force people's consciences, but allow everyone to have his own belief as long as he behaves quietly and legally, gives no offense to his neighbors and does not oppose the government. See, that's the difference between the United States of America and Europe. Listen to what they, it's not freedom of religion, it's that free expression thereof. What does it say? But allow everyone to have its own belief as long as he behaves quietly and legally, gives no offense to his neighbors, and does not oppose the government. Everything's reversed right now over here, as it should have been back then. Uh, that was them trying to keep control. That's nonsense. That's not what we are today. That's not what our country is. Uh, but it is turning back into that because the elites think they are elite again. Yep. And they want this again. If they don't understand there's a reason we killed a whole bunch of them last time because we don't want any of that. But now we're stupid in history, and now they're going to try and do it again. And yep. because you don't know history, you're going to repeat the stupid mistake. And allow them to gain power, and then they'll reign for X amount of years over everybody, causing all kinds of horrors and death and famine. But, yeah, go ahead and vote for progs. Again, everyone complaining about Donald Trump? Shut up. Open your ears. Listen and learn. And I'm not being condescending. I'm tired of hearing you spout nonsense about what you think he's going to do. What are, you, what are you, the progressives now? You got a crystal ball to the future? What happened to conservatism? There's no crystal balls in conservatism. There's facts, there's history. That's what we stand for. It's not an ideology like left-wing little progressive socialist commie fascist bastards are. <clears throat> Jews are allowed to stay in New Amsterdam, but... The, but were not allowed to worship outside their homes or join the city's militia. When British forces took control of New Amsterdam in 1664, they renamed it New York and granted Jews more freedom. In 1730, Jewish citizens in New York bought land and built the small Mill Street Synagogue, the first Jewish house of worship in North America. Not a mosque. During the, they'll say there's parallels. No, there's not. Uh, Islam and Judaism is a complete conflict. During the colonial era, America and, and Christianity, by the way. During the colonial era, American population grew to three million, which was approximately ninety-eight percent Protestant, a little less than two percent Catholic, and one tenth of a percent Jewish. No Muslims. America's Jewish population of we were at war with Muslims. America's Jewish population of around two thousand was located in seven Sephardic congregations. Shirith Israel, New York City, begun sixteen fifty five. Yashua Israel, Newport, Rhode Island, began sixteen fifty eight. Mechveh Israel. Savannah, Georgia began 1733. Mechveh, Israel, Philadelphia began 1740. Sherai, Somayim, Lancaster, Pennsylvania began 1747. 
Kahal Kabash Beth Eloham, Charleston, South Carolina, began 1749. Kahil Kadash Beth Shalom, Richmond, Virginia, began 1789. From the 3rd century on, the teaching of Rabbi Samuel Nahardia in Babylonia was that the law of the land is the law. This resulted in Jews refraining from trying to change the politics of the countries they lived in. Similarly to the practice of early Christians during the first three centuries, and nothing like Islam, which tells them to overthrow everything. That's me. Unfortunately, the Jewish, the Jews' non-involvement in city politics during the Middle Ages caused them to be held suspect by all political parties. The American Revolutionary War was the first time since being exiled from Jerusalem that Jews fought alongside Christian neighbors as equals in the fight for freedom. The first time since being exiled from where, Susan? Don't look. <laughs> working on the show. Jerusalem. You're not working on this show. Jerusalem. But that's not theirs. Obama says it belongs to the Palestinians. Good thing no one cares what Obama says anymore. Oh my gosh, he's he's trying real hard. I, he said he was. He's just nothing but a community. He's diminishing himself by the day. It's just fabulous as far as I'm concerned because he's a pissant. Look it up. It's a real term. The American Revolutionary <laughs> War was the first time since being exiled from Jerusalem. Jews fought alongside Christian neighbors. Jewish merchants such as Aaron Lopez of Newport and Isaac Moses of Philadelphia sailed their ships past British blockades to provide clothing, guns, powder, and food to the needy revolutionary So Those evil Jews. Those evil Jews. Some merchants lost everything. An estimated 160 Jews fought in the Continental American Army during the Revolutionary War such as Lieutenant Solomon Bush and Francis Salvador of South Carolina, the first Jewish state legislator who was killed in the Revolutionary War battle. That makes it in a, oh, sorry, in a Revolutionary War battle. Uh, Mordecai, that's a cool name. I've always liked the name Mordecai. If you can go through life being proud of the name like Mordecai, you are an independent, proud individual. I, I just think that'd be awesome name. I thought you like Mordecai. Nebuchadnezzar. No, not for a real person's name. No, that's like magical say. terminology. Nebuchadnezzar instead of abracadabra, <laughs> or you could go abracadabra Nebuchadnezzar. But Mordecai. Mordecai. All right. Uh, was deputy commissary general for American troops, seventeen seventy-eight. Abigail. Minus, or Minus, uh, supplied provisions to American soldiers in 1779, and Reuben Etting of Baltimore Fort, and was appointed U.S. Marshal for Maryland by Jefferson in 1801. George Washington's Jewish physician, Dr. Philip Moses Russell, suffered with him at Valley Forge. President Calvin Coolidge, my favorite president, Recounted May 3rd, 1925, Haim Solomon, Polish Jew, financier of the revolution. Born in Poland, he was made prisoner by the British forces in New York. And when he escaped, 
set up in business in Philadelphia. He negotiated for Robert Morris all the loans raised in France and Holland, pledged his personal faith and fortune for enormous amounts, and personally advanced large sums to such men as James Madison, Thomas Jefferson, Baron Steuben General St. Clair, and many other patriot leaders who testified that without his aid they could not have carried on the cause. In 1975, a U.S. postage stamp honored Haim Solomon with printing on the back, financial hero, businessman, and broker Haim Solomon was responsible for raising most of the money needed to finance the American Revolution. And later, save the nation from collapse. George Washington sent a letter to the Jewish congregation in Newport, Rhode Island, and in Savannah, Georgia, stating, May the same wonder-working deity, who long since delivered the Hebrews from their Egyptian oppressors, planted them in the Promised Land, whose providential agency has lately been conspicuous in establishing these United States as an independent nation, still continue to water them with the dews of heaven. Ashkenazic Jews were few in America until a persecution in Bavaria in the 1830s, resulting in many households immigrating. President Martin Van Buren sent a letter to the Muslim Ottoman Turks requesting that they stop the killing of Jews in Syria on behalf of a repressed and persecuted race, among whose kindred are found some of the most worthy and patriotic of American citizens. Again, there were not Jews here. We were still... There against, were Jews here, no Muslims. I mean, there, there were no Muslims here, and we were still rallying as an American nation for Jews around the world. And telling the Muslims what? Not to some, kill them. Some Christians think... Their religion started with the New Testament. Incorrect. Jesus said, I have not come to change but to add to. You have you have neglecting those who study only the New Testament. Hear me now. You are neglecting one of the most important parts of the Bible, the Old Testament. I suggest you study it. I suggest you go right to the Torah because... Really, even even the Catholic version isn't complete and correct. And they're the most staunch about allowing anybody to change any meaning of anything in their Bible. Once you get into King James, you got all you know, all things understand King James Bible, where does it come from? Do you want to go on with this or do you think we've made our point? No. I want to go on with it. Okay. <laughs> David Uli, father of Florida Railroads, was the first Jew elected to the United States Senate in 1845. He was joined in 1853 by Senator Judah P. Benjamin from Louisiana. Or is it Senator Louisiana? Uh, David, uh, governor David Emanuel of Georgia was the first Jewish governor of any U.S. state. In 1818, Solomon Jacobs was the acting mayor of Richmond, Virginia in 1832. Pittsburgh's seventh mayor was Samuel Pettigrew, the first full-time Jewish mayor in America. Uriah P. Levy 
was the first Jewish Commodore in the U.S. Navy fighting in the War of 1812 and commanding the Mediterranean Squadron. He was responsible for ending the practice of flogging in the Navy. A chapel at Annapolis and a World War II destroyer were named after him. When Jefferson's Monticello home was decaying, Levi bought it in 1836, repaired it, and opened it to the public. He commissioned the statue of Jefferson, which is in the U.S. Capitol Rotunda. With that, we have to go to our break. Sam Crawford Radio Show. You stay tuned, cause we'll be right back. My name is Courtney Luster. I'm 21, well-educated, and unemployed American. I happen to be black, so I'm in the highest unemployment segment of the population, black youth unemployment. Notice I don't refer to myself as African-American because I'm an American first. I'm a proud American who happens to have black skin. So please explain to me where African-American fits into that equation. You're right, it doesn't. For over 60 years, the Democrat Party has used my fellow black Americans to maintain power in the federal and state governments. Why do I say that? Because I read history. While many of my friends are watching mindless videos, I choose to listen to Red State Talk Radio. Why? Because I want to educate myself not entertain myself. Red State Talk Radio, America's premier conservative talk radio network. Hey, all you black American youth, be a Frederick Douglass Republican, not an Al Sharpton race pimp. Educate yourself. Listen to redstatetalkradio.com.
Do you know a soldier in need of an angel? Would you like to be an angel to a soldier in need? Then you should visit www.soldiersangels.org. Since 2003, Soldiers Angels has supported thousands of American service members stationed wherever we raise our country's flag, and the number is growing daily. They also work with our wounded soldiers, giving them backpacks filled with needed items, personal visits, phone calls, etc. Additionally, they send our thanks via letters and email to the military of Great Britain, Poland, and Australia, who serve by our soldiers' side in Iraq. Soldiers' Angels are dedicated to ensuring that our military know they are loved and supported during and after their deployment into harm's way. So sign up to be an angel today, or send an angel to a soldier in need. Visit www.soldiersangels.org. This has been a public service announcement from the Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm Sheriff David Clark, and I want to talk to you about something personal, your safety. It's no longer a spectator sport. I need you in the game. But are you ready? With officers laid off and furloughed, simply calling 911 and waiting is no longer your best option. You can beg for mercy from a violent criminal, hide under the bed, or you can fight back. But are you prepared? Consider taking a certified safety course in handling a firearm so you can defend yourself until we get there. You have a duty to protect yourself and your family. We're partners now. Can I count on you? This safety message brought to you by the Milwaukee County Sheriff's Office. to the Uncooperative Radio Show, Hour 3. So, we made our point. What point is that? That the Jews were here, the Muslims weren't, Christians were here, we were always a Christian nation and we all worked together, not with Muslims. And everything about the Statue of Liberty you're hearing is a lie. Right. Right? Right. Everything you've ever known about the Statue of Liberty is a lie, is what you should have said. All right, it's time for our military heroes, and I want to thank you, Darby Ledbetter, for that. What's what's the name of the song? I Won't Let My Guard Down. I Won't Let My Guard Down, that's the one. Do you want me to push a button for this? Well, yes, I, I do, but I don't know if you have one. I do. Then push it. <laughs> This is Jeff Carlisi from the Band 38 Special. On behalf of all my conservative rocker friends, I'd like to thank the brave members of our fine armed forces for putting their lives on the line every day to protect our liberty. Thank you. Okay. I obviously know who he is. If you're young, you don't know who 38 Special is. Unsurprising. <laughs> no, no clue. It wasn't around that long, really. <laughs> no clue. And it was very nice for him to make up a bunch of this type of stuff oh, for Red loved, State. He loved Primo, and he thought uh, Red State was a great project. And that's why I play him on our show. All right, it's time for our military heroes from ABC, the American Broadcasting of Communism. The military convoy spotted in Sunday flying a Donald Trump flag near Louisville belonged to... Louisville, Louisville, whatever, uh, belonged to an East Coast-based SEAL unit. A Navy spokesperson told... Spokesperson? She's a spokeswoman, isn't she? 
Listen. Why why can't we have gender anymore? Well, I know. Not, they can't be spokesmen or spokeswomen, right? They have to be Pers- spokesperson. But see, this is the be- this was the beginning of them trying to make sure that we didn't understand about gender so the trannies can come in. Well, we can go down that road. That's a different road. Military officials have launched an inquiry to determine if any misconduct can be linked to the incident. Regulations do not permit an unauthorized flag on a military vehicle. Oh, horror. Let's throw them all in prison and let all the Muslims out of Gitmo. Let all the Muslims that are in the airports flood our streets. Photos and a video of the convoy spread quickly on social media with many questioning the identity of the occupants and whether the vehicles belonged to a military unit or were military surplus. The video shot on Sunday on a highway near Louisville shows the lead vehicle of the convoy flying a large blue Donald Trump flag from an antenna. Vehicles did not have any identifiable marks, and the mystery deepened when local military bases in Kentucky said that the vehicles did not belong to their units. See, and this is what you're going to... You were in the Air Force, and when I read this, it's like nobody knows what anybody else is doing. No. The, 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 <laughs> this really kind of don't. thing... You're just talking about someone deciding to put something on their antenna of their military. Because that happened all the time in Vietnam. You saw the movies, right? They, they put loudspeakers on their helicopters, all this kind of stuff, played rock and roll. All, we did all kinds of un-by-the-book military behavior in combat. And to just fly a, a, fly, a little stupid thing off an antenna of a it vehicle. Really big. No, he said it was on an antenna. It can't be really big. Remember the antenna we had in the back of the Land Rover? Yeah. The big, big antenna? Yeah. That's what it was, and the flag was huge. Well, you consider it huge. I'll show you the picture. Compared to what? It has to be so far. The antenna has to be such that it's so far up off the ground as a huge flag doesn't end up hitting the ground. So, not that huge. The, again, offered antenna of a Humvee, if you can imagine, that's all it is. So, it's probably something akin to, like, a... Four by five American flag, something like that, because otherwise it could get all caught up in the wheels and crap, and they're not going to do that. I'm just saying they're not idiots. They they they, they want to show people whatever about themselves personally in the military because you're so impersonalized in the military that during combat these things come out. Sort of like the painting of all the stuff on our on our uh, airplanes during World War Two. There was all kinds of personal things, hot chicks on it and different sayings on it to to personalize the ship, um, which was an airplane, but you know, to them it's a ship. It's it's normal behavior to want to want to uh, have your surroundings reflect who you are. And in the military, you don't get to do any of that. So any chance you get to, you do it. Um, so I, I'm sure, obviously it's not approved, but who gives a crap? I guarantee you the majority of people in the United States military that aren't officers support Donald J. Trump. I don't give a crap about officers, nor have I ever. And if you are one, you know why. I never had one that commanded respect for me. So I have no respect for officers, which was a real problem in the military. They tried to keep me away from officers. Why? Because I was that good at my job. They didn't want to lose me. Until they were completely replaced by two 
women in charge and and the the the, the whole place went to hell the minute women were in charge i'm sorry when i'm going to tell you the truth i've never served under a woman of authority that was worth a crap they don't know like little men they don't know how to deal with authority they use it as an abusive tool to get back at people they seem to think about or like the people that offended them in their past. This all kind of stuff goes on, unfortunately, at least in the military and much more in private companies. But you have to understand, this is, this is ginned up nonsense. It's not as bad as they say it is. Look, it's just a symbol. Just, I didn't give a crap who you were. Just do your job. That's all I cared about in the military. Do your job and, oh, there's the other thing. Stay out of my way. The convoy were service members assigned to an East Coast-based Naval Special Warfare Unit driving vehicles while transiting between two training locations. Lieutenant Jacqui Maxwell and spokesperson for Naval Special Warfare Group 2 told the American Broadcasting of Communism News. Navy Special Warfare Units is the official Navy term for its elite SEAL Special Operation teams. Maxwell said that Fort Knox, near Louisville, is used by Naval Special Warfare Units for routine training. The spokesperson said that a command inquiry has been initiated to determine what flag has been was being flown by the vehicle in the convoy. The Defense Department and Navy regulations prescribe flags and pennants that may be displayed, as well as the manner of display, said Maxwell. The flag shown in the video wasn't authorized. Though known as SEAL units, Navy Special Forces units consist of many support staff. Maxwell said, so the occupants of the vehicle flying the flag may not have been SEALs. I don't care who's flying the flag. I don't care why they're flying the flag. I know your ridiculous regulations. During warfare, these are always suspended. You don't bust people's chops for crap like this, or you're not going to win any war. If the inquiry determines there was misconduct involved in the incident, Maxwell said the unit commander will make a disposition decision as to the appropriate administrative or disciplinary action. In other words, we're leaving it up to the local commander. He can either punish them or commend them, whatever he wants. Um, However, there are caveats to that in the military. During military, they suspend a lot of what's required in, in by the by the military for every action you do, everything you do, every vehicle you drive, every clothing piece of clothing you wear. They they micromanage everything. Um, so I don't that could go any number of ways, but I can tell you in peacetime, not land your backside in the brick. But when I was getting out of the air force, like I could. Came up to be my, he was my old uh, training instructor from, no, actually, no, that was, uh, that's right. It was at the end of basic training in Lackland Air Force Base, Texas. Oh, uh, one of the, there, there were some DIs there were serious badasses. They were from the Vietnam War and, you know, they were warriors. And uh, at the end, they came up to me and go, he goes, Brian, I'm going to tell you right now. 
you would excel during wartime, but this is but during peacetime, they're gonna tear you to shreds. Three years later, I was out of the Air Force. So, from military.com. Very good site if you haven't been there, military.com. While you're there, drop by and drop an email to the guy in charge and say, you know, Brian Bonner from Uncooperative Radio said I should stop by and check you out. No, I don't, I don't have any special agreement with it. I have no idea. <laughs> I just, it's. I, I feel it's good to tell people where it's coming from so maybe you can get a little kickback, you know, in, 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 in the way of listeners. But other than that, you know, I have no vested interest in it. Federal prosecutors say a North Carolina man was sentenced to eight months of home confinement after pleading guilty to charges that he threatened members of a mosque. Shoot, I threaten members of a mosque every day indirectly. The U.S. Department of Justice said in a news release Thursday that 36-year-old Russell Thomas Langford was sent Thursday in federal court in North Karakalaki, Carolina, The Army Reserve officer pleaded guilty in November to a felony charge for threatening mosque members in order to obstruct their free exercise of religious beliefs. That's not a religion. When the religion's stated goal is to replace your government with a theocratic Sharia law, that is not a religion. And that should never be tolerated in any country, in any state, anywhere, ever. The U.S. Department of Justice said the news released Thursday that 36-year-old blobbity beebity boobity bedroom Russell Thomas Langford was sentenced Thursday in federal court North Carolina. The Army Reserve officer pleaded guilty in November to a felony charge for threatening mosque members in order to obstruct their free exercise of religious beliefs. Witnesses said Langford made death threats to worshippers of the mosque Rayford, taunted children, attempted to run over one of the community's members in his vehicle, and pointed a firearm at a worshiper. Well, he didn't shoot anybody, did he? Sounds like you were getting in his way. Oh, okay, he was threatening to run up. Well, why was he standing in front of the vehicle? There's so much to the story that I, that is not here. I don't understand why I'm even doing it. I wouldn't be concerned about him pointing a firearm at a person as opposed to pulling the trigger. If he po- felt the need to point a firearm, obviously it had his intended goal and backed somebody off. That's why he pulled the firearm in the first place. There's nothing wrong with pulling a firearm when you feel threatened. And I, I would say by thre- attempted to run over, someone was trying to attempt to stop him from going wherever he wanted to go. Langford also was accused of leaving bacon outside the mosque. The Quran prohibits Muslims from eating pork, and the Torah prohibits Muslims from eating pork. I mean, uh, Jews from eating pork. So, again, it's stolen right from the... It's a made-up religion stolen from the Jewish religion, the Torah, and then twisted in all kinds of ways. He didn't have an original bone in his body, Mohammed. I'm not a fan taunting children and all that stuff. But you know what? We're We're at war with Islam. I don't give a crap what anybody else says. And anybody, I don't have no respect for any politicians to come out and say it. We're at war with Islam. We're not at war with, 
radical fringe of Islam. If you study Islam, you'll understand Islam is the government. There is no compatibility with any other government living under any other government. It is supposed to be the government, and it will be the government if it kills all of us. They will be happy to do it. Even the ones that you think are so fun that you've made friends with at work, that guy is just waiting for the time to kill you. Cut your head off and laugh. Don't believe me? Study it like I did. From the Washington Times, in an editorial pen for foreign policy, senior Pentagon official Rosa Brooks publicly suggested a military insurrection against the Trump administration may be the only option to oust one of the most divisive presidents in American history. That would be Obama. He's only been president, he's been president for a little over a week now. Are you freaking kidding me? If I never did this to Obamanus, I gave him months to hang himself before I went after him. They're not giving any, they, they were on him before he was even elected, before he was even sworn in. This is ridiculous. This is because they're afraid of losing their control over you. The totalitarian government they put in place to keep you in check and under control. This is what freaks them out. And it backpedals from their agenda that they were one step away from making sure we had no say in who was our, our government. And we it didn't matter what we said, because whatever the government said, we were going to do it. One step away. You think, you, you idiots on the left, think that anybody on the left stands for liberty, has lost their minds, or never had one. Well, that's why we call them progs. No, I call them progs, short for progressive. It's a shorter hashtag. Yeah, but they're not liberals, and I wish people would They stop. are! They're what they called liberals after the progressive relabeled themselves liberals. Now they rebranded themselves back to what they were to begin with, which is progressive, which is what they are. Oh, they're also commies, socialists, progressive, all that stuff I talk about. What about anarcho-socialists? Same thing. I don't care what hyphenated word of government you think's better than the one we have. I've tried to explain this to young students uh, in many countries. Study the founding of the United States of America and base anything you do on that because that was profoundly successful for the people, for the individual, and for the country at large. So if you're looking for a government model, that's the one you want. We're not following it, so don't look at us like we're what the founders and the Constitution mean. No, as a matter of fact, this whole government is unconstitutional. The way everything behaves is unconstitutional. From the national level to the state level to the city level, nobody's following the rules. They do whatever they want, whenever they want, and as long as they get away with it, uh, they're going to keep doing it. So stop letting them get away with it. Well, and you're talking to these people on the Internet. It's not like they're here in our home. <laughs> I have to keep clarifying that. Cause in what <laughs> part of my conversation was my home involved? You just said speaking to these people and around the, and from around the country how is somebody going to know what that means unless you know i said no i did not say that and around the world you said around the country and around the world i said they are pushing this progressive agenda around the country and around the no, world but the first sentence was you said you, you weren't here for the beginning of it you walked in susan could you please not come in and comment on my commentary if you didn't hear the whole thing the whole thing from beginning to end 
You don't get the comment in the middle or the or the end. Just the whole thing. You weren't here for the whole thing. And what you said is not what I said. And it doesn't matter because they heard what I said. Back to the copy. Donald Trump's first week as president has made it all too clear. Yes, he's as crazy as everyone feared. Ms. Brooks wrote. In what way is anything he's done crazy? Do I have to do the music? In what way? Call in. Go ahead. 406-565-4189. Come on, never Trumpers. Call in. Let's have a debate. Call in. Mrs. Brooks is a commie and a piece of crap. And I don't give a crap what she has to say. One possibility is one that will... That until recently I would have said was unthinkable in the United States of America. A military coup or at least a refusal by military leaders to obtain, to obey certain orders. Yes, you're repeating what Obama has said. And you know what? That'd be a violation of the UCMJ. And and they would be ending up to Leavenworth if they kept up this kind of action. But of course these progs have nothing to lose by trying to encourage idiots and military to stand up for something they don't have rights you have nothing but the ucmj not the constitution sorry any judge that says otherwise is a lying piece of crap the ucmj strips you of your constitutional liberties you are now property of the united states army navy marine air force you are you are property you are literally government property, and they tell you this. If you damage government property, like getting a sunburn because you're you're being irresponsible about your sun worshiping or speech time or volleyball or whatever or football, you will be cited for damaging public, uh, private, pro- government property if you damage yourself in such a way a doctor says you can't do your job. You will be in trouble for this. This will be a mark against you. This is the military I left behind in the 1980s. Much worse now. Back to Ms. Brooks. For the first time in her career in public service, including three years as senior counselor to the Pentagon, well, three years. That's not even as long as Obama's been president. So she's a Bobanite. All right, let's let's settle this. You mean Trump? No, she's an abominate. Right, that's what she is. I don't mean Trump. You're wrong. What do you mean right? That's what you just said. The op- For the first time in her career in public service, including three years as senior counselor to the Pentagon's policy chief from 2009 to 2011. I can imagine plausible scenarios in which senior military officials might simply tell the president, no, sir, we're not going to do that. I don't see any scenario in which that would happen. You want to know why? Because said general will be court-martialed in the morning. What do you think of that? Hey, he fired the the, the girl that was in the head no, of no. the State Department. No, he won't be filed. Court-martialed. That's worse than firing. You don't want to be court-martialed. You think being a convicted felon's a problem. In addition, oh, where was I? Oh, no, sorry. Uh, Ms. Burke's editorial um, comes as a recent poll by Public Policy Polling Group. It's not, 
I don't pay any attention to their polls. I really don't pay attention to any polls, but least of all theirs. Found that 40% of registered voters support Mr. Trump's impeachment. If 40% of registered voters support Mr. Trump's impeachment, it's because they're on welfare and they don't want to lose their check. In addition, 52% of voters polled said they would rather have President Obama in the Oval Office as opposed to the 43rd president who supported the Trump president. Okay, you could have polled us after Obama was in for four years even, not 20 not, seconds. Right. But for, for eight years, four years, two years, eight years, and we'd all say he's a piece of crap and he needs to be out. We would have been much worse than this, than this about Trump. And I Trump. don't trust their figures anyway. They're not going to ask the same thing. They're not going to be honest about it. Look. Forget about polls. Almost all the pollsters have been paid off and they're in the pocket of the left and just be done with it. And by the way, polls mean nothing. So don't try and poll people. Just vote your conscience. Who cares what everybody else thinks? If if a 100... All right, let's put it this way. There's 330 million people in the United States. If 329 million people disagreed with me, I could care less. That just means there's a whole bunch of people that needs an education. From military.com, my buddy over there, the Pentagon will attempt 16 categories of civilian jobs with direct national security and public safety responsibilities from the federal government. Hiring freeze instituted by President Donald Trump Deputy Defense Secretary Robert Work wrote Wednesday in a memorandum. This is amazing. What's happening? I'm loving it. They're going crazy. They're freaking out. They're like, they're like, oh, how can we save this? We got to find a way to save this. Oh, we've worked so hard. We we've come so close. No, we can't let it all go. Well, guess what? We voted for uh, you to go away. Well, you know what I like too is that he is taking no prisoners. That stupid woman at the State Department, again, is doing what every, all the progs are saying, what Soros is saying, what Obama is saying, just tell tr- Trump, I'm not doing what you want me to do. Who the hell do they think they are? They're stupid bureaucrat. Fired, impeached, and removed. Any one of those three things he could do to so many people that want to say, the hell with you. I'm doing what I want, regardless of you. I don't recognize you as my commander-in-chief. Let me explain in the military what that means. You are going to Leavenworth Prison, buddy. You don't get to choose who the commander-in-chief is you're going to follow. You just follow orders, buddy. (laughs) Oh, defy. That's worse than... Can you imagine defying your sergeant? You want to defy the commander-in-chief? He has the power to just completely destroy your whole life. That woman at the State Department, which was temporary, she did that with... Her underlings told them, no, we are not following anything he says about immigration or the refugees. And she fucked got fired. Big surprise that she forgot who should charge. The president, not her. She didn't know she could be fired. I she didn't even think about it. She thought as a civilian employee of the government, she could say whatever she wanted. No, you really can't. Just like you can't. They aren't in the military either. Well, his... His agencies are under him. If you work for him, you don't get to say whatever you want without consequence, especially about him. If you're going to speak, let's, let's do this small. All you have an employer, right? Could you imagine walking up to your employer and said, I don't give a crap what you say. I'm going to do whatever the hell I want and you're going to like it. 
Could you imagine ever saying that to the person who employs you and pays for your paycheck, your mortgage, and your kids' uh, dental work and future in general? Could you imagine? I can tell you right now, 99% of Americans don't have the nuts. I've been around people that wouldn't stand up. I stood up. I stood up alone all the time. Nobody would back my play because they're all a bunch of scaredy cats. I'm going to lose my job. Well, geez, it's a shit. It's a crappy job. Go find a different one. Just because you're working in an ambulance, you think that makes you important. You're making $20,000 a year, man, in New York City. Go find something better. Anyway, with that, we're going to take a soft break. Zip Crop Radio Show, you stay tuned because we'll be right back. the Red State Cafe. My name's Darla. You ready to order, sweetie? Your omelets are made with organic eggs, right? They come from a chicken's ass. That organic enough for you, sugar? Uh, what's your pork? Is it steroid-free? It is by the time Chef Earl is done with it, honey. Well, how about your chicken fried steak? That's made with free-range chicken, right? Free-range? We can't afford to give it away, darling. Look, I don't see it on the menu, but can you just make me a progressive omelet? <laughs> Sugar, you're in the wrong restaurant. At 28, I had struggled with opiate and meth addiction for 12 years. I did and said things that the sober me never would have done. One day I realized I was not invincible. I was not exempt. And that's when a friend told me about elite rehab placement. They gave me the tools I needed to get sober. And all it took was the one phone call. Elite Rehab can help you start to break your addiction problem and get sober in as little as seven days. And we'll work with your insurance provider to help cover the costs. Plus, we have travel assistance programs to get you here by plane or train. Make this free call right now to learn more. 800-917-2194-800-917-2194-800-917-2194. That's 800-917-2194. Okay, wake up. This isn't a regular commercial. Wake up. Pay attention. If you're asking where you can hear our show live, well then, we'll have to tell you that you can hear and download all our shows for free at uncooperativeradio.com, and that includes live Fridays, Saturday nights, 7 p.m. Mountain Time, 9 p.m. Eastern Time. Now, we can do, if things arise that get in the way, these times may change. However, we try to stick to them. And if we have an official change, we'll let you know. But just go to uncooperativeradio.com. If you, if you want to listen to it live, you you got to be you got to be on the ball. you got to be knowing what's going on. So if you want to know what's going on, you want, you're on Twitter, you want to go to my Twitter account for Uncooperative Radio. Just look it up. Go, go and join. Get involved. Like, love, happy, all that stuff if you're, if you're a Twitter person. Uh, if you want my private account, it's at Brian Bonner. Spell it right. And on Facebook, we have a Facebook page, of course, Uncooperative Radio again. Uh, if you'll get two options at least for a few days, 
you'll get the uncooperative radio show and uncooperative radio. Uncooperative radio is where you need to go because Facebook imprisoned the uncooperative radio show. <laughs> I can't believe we're in prison. So I went around it by just making a new page. So if you're a Facebook person, go join that page. And if you're already a member of the uncooperative radio show page, that page is, is scheduled to be removed. Go to uncooperative radio instead of the uncooperative radio show. I know. Facebook caused this, not me. Uh, and we need numbers. So this stuff stops happening. If you want my personal Twitter account, um, again, it's at Brian Bonner. If you want my Facebook private account, it's Brian Bonner 90. We rebroadcasted on redstatetalkradio.com. And through them, you can hear us on TuneIn, TalkStream Live, the Roku. Now, TalkRadio.com is 24-7 conservative streaming talk radio on the internet. Two, two channels. So that means every hour you have a choice of two different options. Where do you get that? But at RedStateTalkRadio.com. So get over there. Check it out. See the shows that are. See if you like them. See if you don't. Maybe you ever heard of them. Try them out. <coughs> I can tell you that all the hosts at Red State Talk Radio, for one reason or another, are, are, are they are good shows. They are shows that stood out amongst the masses to get there. So they're worth giving a listen to. You may or may not like them, but give it a shot. And while you're there, check out the free newsletter. That's right. You get a free free newsletter from RedStateTalkRadio.com. Not has nothing to do with the host. There are other authors involved, professional authors you've heard around the internet, they're doing it. If you don't like it, just unsubscribe. We don't follow that. It's like, oh, Joe Finkelberg, just unsubscribe. we got to add him to the list. <laughs> We're not progressives. We're conservatives. We don't do that. We don't, we don't want to know. Come and go as you please. Um, if you want to listen to us, we're on the Encore channel. There is the Prime channel and the Encore channel. We're on the Encore channel. Saturdays and Sunday nights, 10 p.m. Eastern Time at, again, RedStateTalkRadio.com. What the heck is this? Oh, yeah. Also note, all our commercials you hear, the ones that that are monetary, you can tell which ones they are. We try and pick the best ones we think you'd, you'd be interested in. We don't get paid for airing them. We only get paid if you call the number in the ads. So it's extremely important you keep pen and paper in my show in general anyway. But add to that the point that, you know, you know, we just, never mind. You get it, right? Just, if you don't call the number, we don't get paid. It's that simple. We don't get paid. The ad agent doesn't get paid. Nobody's happy except the company. So, please remember to call the number in the advertisements. Don't find it on yourself, please. Please write down the I don't care if you don't do it for a week. Just jot down the number on your to-do list if that's what you want to look into. We get paid just for the leads. Do not do it just to give me money. Just do it if you're interested in the product. What is term life insurance? It's basically a financial protection plan for your family if you pass away. It can be a hard purchase. Think about it. It's one of the few major purchases you can make that you will personally never use. But you've got to have it to protect your family. 
and you owe it to yourself to shop and compare to get the best possible rates. For term life insurance policies of $500,000 or more, call the Term Lifeline today at 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. See if you qualify for up to $1 million in coverage for as little as $3 a day. We'll gladly compare multiple carriers to get you the best possible rates. So call now. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. 800-430-1891. Sample rate cited requires qualifying medically in the preferred non-tobacco rate class. Attention users of the blood-thinning drug Xarelto. If you took the drug Xarelto and experienced complications such as cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, you may be eligible to get a cash award for your suffering. Call the Xarelto Help Hotline now at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. To qualify for a cash settlement, you must file a claim before the deadline. So don't miss your opportunity for a cash settlement. Call 855-719-3101 now for a free no-obligation consultation. Our call center is open 24-7. So if you took the drug Xarelto and experienced cerebral hemorrhage, gastrointestinal bleeding, or other internal bleeding, or if a loved one has died after taking Xarelto, call the Xarelto Help Hotline at 855-719-3101, 855-719-3101. That's 855-719-3101. If you're struggling to pay or haven't been making your student loan payments, listen carefully to this urgent alert. Have you been out of school for 10 or more years and you're still making your student loan payments? Are your student loans past due or even in default? Can't go back to school because of an old student loan problem? We can help you if you qualify. Your student loans can be taken out of default. We can stop the wage garnishments, stop the collection calls, and stop the seizure of your tax refund. Give yourself a break. Stop the stress and see if we can help you reduce your student loan payments. One quick 10-minute call could solve them right now. So call the Student Loan Helpline now. 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813, 800-215-6813. This is a fee-based document preparation service to help you access free government programs. Call for complete details not available in all states. Back to the Agrobin Radio Show, hour three and a half, which means there's less than 30 seconds, 30 minutes left, less than 30 minutes, so if you want to call in, it's 406-565-4189, I don't care if you do, 406-565-4189, don't feel obligated, I'm just giving you the opportunity. From Military.com, the Pentagon will exempt 16 categories of civilian jobs with direct national security and public safety responsibilities from the federal government hiring freeze instituted by President Donald Trump. You needed to say that again? Deputy Defense Secretary Robert Work wrote Wednesday in a memorandum. Now, understand, 
Again, the military was exempt from the hiring freeze in his executive order. Let's start there. Work broadly defined, the jobs... Work is the person. Broadly defines the jobs that could be filed during a 90-day hiring freeze, which does not include uniformed military personnel instituted January 23rd by Trump in an executive memorandum. The Pentagon... No, military was exempt. I'll say it again. I knew it before I ever read this story. Military was exempt. Again, this is political people in the military. And here goes the cords again. Caught up all over the place. Look, this this is just nonsense. This is just more tax on Trump to make it... Look, we can't even hire new military personnel... Are you crazy? Recruiting's on an all-time down for the military. It, nothing in his executor said anything about military hiring. In fact, it said the military is exempt. So again, why this nonsense being put up by anybody? Uh, anyway. Uh, work broadly defined the jobs that could be filled during the 90-day hiring freeze, which does not include uniformed military personnel. Horse crap. The military was exempt. That's That means uniformed military personnel were exempt. I know this for a fact. The Pentagon will continue filling jobs that directly support ongoing contingency operations and deployments, most of them in the cybersecurity and firefighting and law enforcement, he wrote. Works memos also states hiring can continue for civilian jobs at Navy shipyards and military depots responsible for inventory management and equipment maintenance. This guy is spinning so hard, it's, a, it's like a tornado. He's talking, now he's talking about civilian jobs. Not military not Military jobs. Civilian jobs for the military is not the same thing. Thank you. As hiring new military personnel. Thank you. Additional positions within the department can be exempted from the hiring freeze that officials can demonstrate to work. Compelling reasons that justify that they are necessary to ensure national security or public safety, he wrote in the memorandum. Again. Again. Civilian jobs, not military jobs, as in military uniformed personnel. This is a CYA. No, this is an obscufation. This is is like uh, smoke. This is something to stop you from seeing what's really going on. Make you believe something different. It's like the man behind the curtain in The Wizard of Oz, same thing. Yeah, but they're, and again, they're undermining his order. They're trying to get around and undermine no, his not. order. They're trying, they, no, they went to the press to try and change his, his executive order. Wow, really? That There's no other reason to talk to the press. Obviously, he said everything he can up the chain of command, nobody cares. Nor do I, really. It's about this military has to be so revamped. It's full of nothing but progressive little whiny babies. They don't know how to fight a real war. They don't know how to fight a socially acceptable war. 
There's no in the minute wars are socially acceptable, we have more of them. I give you Barack Obama is. his numerous warlike attacks all across the globe are using drones, using special forces in Africa. We have we have navy ships outside of Yemen right now as we speak. Yeah, that's that's not less important than all the military actions he's already taken all over the globe. Well, he didn't tell you anything, and you just go, oh, he's such a wonderful president. He doesn't fight wars at all. He doesn't like war. You know, he's making war all over the place. He's killing people. He's killing U.S. citizens abroad with drones. The man is completely out of control, and you're all going, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. You watch the alphabets for news or something? What idiot watches ABC News? No, Trump- Except for local news, you don't watch the networks. No, Trump's crazy, Brian. Not Obama. Well, no. Trump's not crazy because if he's crazy, I am beyond insane. Well, what do you he doesn't say? get he doesn't get half of it. What do you say? You're always right of what? Genghis Khan. <laughs> also called Genghis Khan, if you're like want to say it right and you're a good little commie, like I don't know, the idiot Kerry. Started his whole career throwing, supposedly throwing his medals over the wall of the White House, which he didn't do. Supposedly witnessing all kinds of atrocities, atrocities which didn't happen. He he uh, he actually. It, you realize the president of the United States and a senator and now secretary of state and a person who tried to be president has all done this, right? Think about that. Why? Why? Unless they think you're stupid, right? What do you think? Stop writing. They're stupid. I already know it. About what? (laughs) Brian. What are they stupid about? They're stupid about believing all this stuff. What stuff? The stuff about the military. Everything that Carrie ever said, everything that... No, no, she, she, she wasn't listening. I was listening. Look. I'm tired of it. Let me explain to you. John Kerry's a prog. He's a stupid prog. He's an idiot. His IQ is is barely large enough to be not retarded. And yet he's been senator forever of, what's that stupid state where the Kennedys are from? Massachusetts. Taxachusetts, yes. Recruited by... Ken, Edward Kennedy himself. Do you know what's ironic about that? Is that Massachusetts was the beginning and the cradle of the Iowa yeah, fight. Yeah, but there was a big... Nah, there Our was fight a, against the revolution. Yeah, but no, there were problems. You have to go in deep. There was a lot of infighting in Boston, obviously. Look at the Boston Massacre. I mean, they Brian, killed their own people to try and make a point. Talk about infighting, and this is another thing I'm going to segue into. The first thing I wanted Trump to do, and I, we don't even know if he did, is get rid of all the orders about homosexuals having us pay for their sex change in the military. Oh, yeah, that was done. That's already in court. Yeah, they're going to flood every... He's yeah, going, okay, go to courts all you want. Beat Thomas Jefferson as president. I don't have to listen to courts. That's what you want him to do. Because you don't. But you do have to answer us, so be careful. So the other thing that I was going to get into is you're talking about infighting. Uh, Yeah, the trannies are fighting against the homosexuals. Okay, this is not in this, but I understand. And yes, that's wonderful news. Uh, 
It's amazing. <laughs> it's like, all right, this isn't fair. Just being homosexual is normal, but being someone who th- is transgender, that's just weird. Jeez, that's one step off of being a homosexual. I mean, the hom- they are homosexual, the homosexual, but it's just one step further, and they're, and they're throwing them under the bus like they're crazy. <laughs> they are. Well, I hate to break it to you. You're crazy. <laughs> Look, the only reason you were removed from the treatment manual is the same reason that pedophiles are trying to do it now, specifically by uh, do what? Threatening them? Well, attacking the, the them trannies, in public, the making are... it so they're like, screw it, it ain't worth it. We'll remove homosexuality. Yeah, you happy? Yeah, except the rest of us, because these people are growing in numbers because the percentages of, obviously, 330 million, 340 million, it keeps growing. The small percentage keeps growing. These are people with real mental issues, and nobody's dealing with it. Well, this because, is... oh no, it's not in the treatment manual. Of the, the the treatment manual of the psychiatrist that's a stupid voodoo magic thing to begin with anyway. This is the rub, though, Brian. The trannies are fighting with the lesbians. The lesbians are fighting with the trannies. The trannies are fighting with male homosexuals. White male homosexuals, by the way. So the homosexuals Yeah, but you're never going to hear about any of this. Oh, I did. There's an article. But you're not going to hear about this on the lamestream media. No. People aren't going to know. There's uh, Why are they fighting amongst themselves? We're not allowed to say a word against any one of them. They can talk all this trash about each other. <laughs> See, they don't want you to know that because then you're, you can now talk the same trash because there's a reason. Because that's untenable. Accepting transgender or homosexuals, in my opinion, as normal is stupid. It, it causes you to suspend reality. Okay. I do not suspend reality for anybody. You convince me your point. There's no suspension of reality because I feel bad for you because you cry. By the way, I, by the way, I like when people cry. <laughs> I know. And the other thing makes I me to... know I've reached them. They are the progs are saying that we're trying to get rid of reality. There was a whole. There was no, a, no, no. Yes. they are trying to get rid of. But they're saying homosexuality oh, isn't a reality. It's no, no. a choice made by a mentally deranged mind. That's been damaged by other factors in humans that we don't know about. And, and that's personal. And that's psychoanalysis and all that kind of crap. Okay, but actually the headline was saying that the progs are telling the American public that... I don't care what who, they say. Anyone I, don't, voted, I, 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 I don't care what they say. Anyone who voted for Trump is trying to change our reality as, oh, a, yes, nation, as a nation. No, no, no. Their reality is a progressive. Our their reality is a nation. Yes, Back to what reality is, not made up crap. The stuff they're full of is made up crap. We talk about reality as in the Constitution, history, facts, facts, no emotion. There are emotion, motion, no facts. You see the difference? It's that simple. They're just nothing but emotion. I know you don't want to be mean to them because you feel bad because they're such damaged little porcelain dolls. They got too many cracks. Uh, Let me explain to you. No spackles going to put it back together again. Okay, homosexuals and transgender have fallen off the wall and broken to pieces, and all the king's men and all the king's soldiers cannot put it back together again. That's homosexuality. Then take the next step to transgender. That's one more step into crazy. Okay. Oh, but let's take let's take someone like Jenner, who's obviously an emotional basket cage, and put him up as a celebrity because he's transgender. 
shouldn't he be held up and said, this is exactly what you don't want to be? A crazy fringe freak that doesn't fit in anywhere except in political prog circles, which, by the way, they threw Jenner under the bus because she had a meltdown on Twitter or Facebook it. or whatever it was. No, it's not a she. It's an it. Well, no, I said his male name and then I said she. See, I did it just to point out that for people that don't know, Bruce Jenner is Caitlyn Jenner. I don't even know if she got rid of her genitalia or not, or it did. I you don't can't have, remember. You don't have to. That's optional. Okay, See, you're tra- cool. no. Once you do this, you're not transgender anymore. <laughs> See, you're not transitioning gender. What, transgender? That's what it meant. Transitioning gender. People that are transitioning, going through therapy, where they said, "Okay, you're mentally stable enough to have a sex change operation." They don't even want that. They just want to be able to do it because all kinds of crazies want to do it. Now, I will say, just watch Caitlyn Jenner. Have you heard of her lately? I don't know. She was everywhere talking everywhere suddenly she's gone why she is a he that's why and she is a he is become like uh it's just an it and nobody wants to deal with it nobody wants to hear from it nobody wants to know about it look you can on tv you can only burn so much time with progressives and then you have to reach the rest of us even they have to give up on talking about transgender bruce jenner and all this caitlin jenner crap uh her, i'm sorry you were born Bruce Jenner. You remain Bruce Jenner. You can call yourself whatever you like. We don't have to listen to you. See, you can choose, and we can choose too. We can choose not to like you. We can choose not to hang out with you. We can choose not to talk to you. We can choose not to invite you to parties. We can choose all kinds of things. They want to make all that illegal against the law. This is what the left wants. Total control over the population. You can't discriminate against who you invite to a party in your own home are you insane you have to include so many blacks so many transgender so homosexuals etc so many women there won't be any discussion about men they're covered under homosexuality anyway so what you're saying is that he did get rid of that or he suspended it who did uh trump that the, we're not gonna have to pay for their operation in the military i didn't say any of that but he already said it I didn't say any of that, and it doesn't say it in here. No, but. it doesn't. So that's why I was wondering if that happened. He said that that was one one of the things he was going to visit. But you have to understand on the higher on the bigger scale of things, he's got a lot on his plate. I know, and that one's going to be a tough one. I really feel bad for him. This I one's really going to be do. a tough one. Everyone says, "Oh, you should let the boy in the army. Oh, you should let the boy in the service. You should put the put the." Why? Who makes you an expert on military anything? I went through two years of military school before I went into the military. I felt like I was the expert and all the people above me that were in charge didn't know what the hell they were doing. Because they didn't. Because military school is the real military. And the military has been socially engineered for probably four decades now. So it's not the military. It's a social experiment by the progressives. It is not mil- real military life. Real military life does not make exceptions for anybody. Everybody will pull the same rate and do the same thing, and we don't want to hear your excuses. You do it or you're out, and that's it. If you don't do what you're told, you, you have to do corporal punishment, push-ups, running laps, whatever that, work, uh, work dig, scraping Brian, leaves up. here's my pink slip that I won't, what I won't no, do. No, not what I was in. <laughs> 
And and I thought when I was in the Air Force, what a pussy brigade that was, by the way. Uh, the whole military has been completely destroyed. Honest to God, it's been completely destroyed. It's going to be hard to put it back together again. Do you think Humvee this exception of this kind of what it, what in military integrity and honesty and adherence to the values of America does homosexuality fit in exactly? So Brian doesn't. Do, do you think that uh, Obama did a Humpty Dumpty on them on the military? No. No, he did as much damage as he could, like every progressive administration has done. Always tries to change the military to a social project to allow homosexuals to run free and prance. I guess I guess while we're fighting, they're going to prance around in front of the enemy and say, Look at me! I'm a queer! Anyway, I'm out of time. This is your Uncooperative Radio Show. I'm your host, Brian Bonner from UncooperativeBlogger.com. You'll listen on UncooperativeRadio.com. Say goodnight, Susan. Goodnight, Susan. And we're out of here! Hello, it is Ryan, and I was on a flight the other day playing one of my favorite social spin slot games on ChumbaCasino.com. I looked over at the person sitting next to me, and you know what they were doing? They were also playing Chumba Casino. Coincidence? I think not. Everybody's loving having fun with it. Chumba Casino is home to hundreds of casino-style games that you can play for free anytime, anywhere, even at 30,000 feet. So sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com to claim your free welcome bonus. That's ChumbaCasino.com and live the Chumba life. No purchase necessary. BGW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.